Broadcasting from the third coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studios, this is The Hango Show. I need to get inside your head. I got to know if you insane. I want to Overdressed. That's great. Uh, yeah, I was just I was just telling him that every room in my every room in my house, every every one of them has an alternative form of lighting. Yeah. Every one. We use like lamps or stuff or just um, whatever. Well I've got um a while back I bought some of those LED strips that you can adjust the color. It'll go from okay. red, yeah. black, green, blue, whatever, you know. I got a couple of those. Um, and I kind of played with them. <clears throat> I think there's one that uh, I hooked to my the back of my TV in my bedroom, which gives it like background lighting and stuff. Oh right. Uh, and and then I bought a. It's like a roll. <clears throat> it's like it's on a spool, kind of like a, a fishing line, but it's 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 about that tall and about that big around, kind of like a big can of beans, uh, but it's it's just white light on this it's basically on a wire you know and there's like 20 feet long or 25 feet something like that but there's probably like 200 lights on it and you know it's to go around a you know on the floor around some whatever but i just left it in the spool and and plugged it in and and you can adjust the little lighting on it you know to to glow or, or dim or whatever and i've also found that uh i can put um like different cl- colored cloth over it to kind of give it a, a different, a, a totally different feel. I have that in my bedroom, man. This the different. I got several different lights in there just in case. Yeah, <laughs> in case it came down to it. Yeah, I wanted. I mean, I've been looking at it for a while. Like I told you after your condition last week, I've been looking for a while before that to put a dimmer switch on on this or something just because i hate having just like full-blown light all the time it's i don't it's something i don't know if it just feels more intimate especially like around a campfire some of the best conversations i've ever had was around a campfire yeah you know it's more primal you can't see somebody as much or something people talk more when it ain't quite you know like a spotlight glaring on you know like an interrogation room or something it's 100 percent off work yeah. You know, this is, I mean, this is personal time. You know, man, if you're in lighting like this, if you're at work, you're you're like in the closet with somebody you probably shouldn't be in the closet with. <laughs> right or maybe you should. <laughs> or whatever. Like he said, you got too many clothes on, you got this kind of lighting on. I pull my oh, shirt off. I love that. Now, I just, I, I was like, well, I got some some Christmas lights out in the, uh, out in, out in the shop. So I think I got a couple s- strings of those. I put them up in here. I looked on like, um, like Amazon getting some of that new, TikTok lighting, all the kids have. It's like, you know, neon pink behind all their stuff or whatever. Yeah. Look at some of that lighting. It was all back ordered. You know, all the influencer influencers <laughs> are buying it up. I'm like, shit, man. We ain't fancy. We need some Christmas light string up in here. I used to have some red pepper lights, like red cayenne peppers. Yeah. I used to have those on my, on my, um, on my, uh, like headboard. Like when I was in, in, in college and whatnot, <laughs> or after I got out of college, when I had my own place, I'd turn on the red light for I Roxanne. St- I still got uh, <laughs> like some some pizza slices. Oh yeah, like that. I still got them up at my shop, man. They don't. I don't even plug them in anymore. I just think I just like like seeing them hanging. Oh around. yeah, it's different for sure. 
Hey everybody, welcome to the Hango Show. This is your host, Hango Wood, and tonight we're back in here with the boys. Got Harpoon and Jut sitting in. How y'all doing tonight? Good. Bingo. Bingo indeed. So if you're listening to this now, the rednecks are still out as you just heard, but we're in the middle of a hurricane. Hurricane, what's this one called? Ida? Ida. Yeah. Color of bitch. Uh, it's, um, she's roaring through right now. We have power, at least for now, looks like. Uh, it shouldn't be too bad of a deal. Yeah, I still wanted to get together with the guys. I had to get a, get a canoe to go get Harpoon out of his truck because it was, the driveway's getting deep. Jet showed up, I didn't even know he was here. He just came walking in the house. He's hopscotching over all those puddles, I guess. Jet has all those beavers out there, man. <laughs> They're swimming by. <laughs> They're trying just, to build the dam. I Navy sealed it up to the door. <laughs> it's Frogman style. Just eyes and nose above water. Oh man! So how's this? you said you had a pretty good day today, starting out, didn't you? For, it wasn't bad. For yeah, it to be for, a hurricane. For, yeah, for for the weather being as bad as it has been, uh, pretty good, pretty decent day. All how, in all, how about the week? Well, the week just started, so we'll see. <laughs> this past week, when we we didn't get the, oh, the up. past week, it, it was it was about normal. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was okay. A- anything new coming out in the? Well, there's always something new coming out in the vape world. Anything really catch your eye? Anything new? Or uh, well, I mean, we're paying real close attention, like we always do, to the FDA. Uh, they just basically denied application uh, to fifty five different fifty five thousand different products by several different uh, manufacturers. Okay, why? Well, I Did the forms not filled out right. Did they- the, the forms were filled out, but they. With their product, they could not. They said because they could not prove that there was a net benefit to adult health through their products, and not, um, I think, um, is what it said. Uh, and they were not, you know, not marketing to children. Of course, the they denied them the application, um, or they denied them even testing. They're not testing anything. They're not doing anything. Uh, they're just banning products left and right. Just not you're, We're not going to accept your your application. You're out. See ya. Because it doesn't have a benefit. That's well, what they said. Well, but they're, they're not, not even testing kick, it. They're not getting a kickback. They're not well, exactly. Well, I mean, they had to pay for the applications. Right. They've got the money. Are you telling me that Philip Morris having Jewel approved just just so happened they got passed? Well, Jewel's not approved. Oh, it's not. No. They're, they're still selling. No, no, no. Their Jewel is not approved. Um, um, Altria is the is the is the parent big company. Is the parent company, actually, part owner, uh, or not? If not full owner now, I don't know if they still own. Um, if they went all out and tried to do that, but uh, I don't, we don't know what's going to happen with the Jewel yet. Still waiting to see. Um, but the fact that the FDA is not even testing products right they're just saying we're not accepting your application your your product's illegal now so have they, have they even shared what they're testing for or is there like written standards these companies can can go by i don't know exactly what they had to send in because i'm not a manufacturer i have no idea the hurdles that these companies went through it's it's massive well that's what i'm wondering it's it's hella expensive are they even giving them standards like you know even like gun manufacturers to mm-hmm. get approved by the ATF. 
there's no standards because they haven't tested anything and they have no regulation for it. That's the question I, I, I have. Yeah, to no, know. no. There's there's absolutely no standard set. Their so standard is cigarettes. They're just shooting in the dark. Then. <laughs> I mean, they're yeah, getting to pick and choose yeah. what what they approve. They're they're doing exactly whatever they want to do. There there is no standard set by the FDA for what a vape device or liquid or anything should be, or cartridges or or pod or whatever. Nothing. nothing. They give no definition for anything. Nope. Not that I'm aware. Wow. They just said so these companies are just wasting money then trying to get approval. Uh, it, you know, it wishful thinking is all I can put it to. You know, it's they're hoping that the FDA will wake up and say, okay, here's what we need to do, but they're not doing it. So have they approved anything at all? The ICOS. That's it. Yeah. Just the the combust not or the non combust heat not burn. The only thing approved, I believe, is the ICOS. I don't think anything else has made it. Through. And it's owned by Philip They've Morris. accepted applications from other companies right. that made liquid and different different things. But uh, as far as an approved product, uh, the ICOS, Philip Morris. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I text you about it, but this guy on YouTube we watch, his name is Grim Green. He's probably one of, one of the biggest advocates I mean, actually, vocal advocate on YouTube about about vaping and laws and things coming down the pipe. He's boots on the ground. I mean, he, he knows it. He does a lot of things like shows, um, builds, how to build this, how to build that on on these buildable buildable devices. And he had a little bit of a problem the other night. He was trying to he was trying to uh, do a, a build on one of the was it a tank. Rebuildable it was tank. an RBA. Yeah. Yeah. And he was trying to build the coil for it. We had to run the wire and all that kind of stuff. And it was, uh, how big were those? They were, they were bigger than 18650. They were. They were either 2700 or 21700. Yeah, these two big ass batteries and one of those box mods, which just still uses regularly sure. from time to time. Um, And he had the batteries in it and he was trying to take. It wouldn't fire or something, or he kept getting a warning message about something on it. I forget what, what kind of message he was getting, but he was trying to pull the part he had built, like trying to unscrew it off of that, and the insulator, uh, he didn't put it back in, and he went to unscrew it, and it fired both those batteries off, and they went like into what do they call it? Vent. Yeah, they started, started, the batteries started venting. Yeah, they So like fire and smoke was shooting out of the batteries. He's got a he's got a hold of the hot end of this thing, trying to unscrew it. Yeah, it, it started auto firing, yeah. and, then the, and then the Bernie's fingers all to shit. Yeah, he, he had a pretty good burn. Yeah, it was, but I mean, there was like flames coming off the batteries, and he was like trying to like you know he was in his house. They could have burned his whole damn house down if those things would have exploded. It'd have been wow. over Dunskies. And you know he's like, I'm gonna show the video again. This is what not to do when you're <laughs> trying to do a build. He goes, I got. He'd been trying to build this thing for like two and a half hours. He's doing it on live stream. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I'm going to show the video again of when it happened and what not to do. He's like, this is the end of it. He was, yeah, I got my fingers burned. He said, but I could have ended up burning down my house. Yeah. You know. Wow. So he was like. So he said, he did a follow. Did you watch the follow up? I watched he did follow about up. it. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. About uh, his chat was telling him, hey, did you check the the bait? Did you check the insulator? Yeah. Check the insulator. And he didn't read. He wasn't reading it. If it just glanced over. Of course, when you're in the middle of doing something on stream, you're not thinking, look at chat. You know, right. You're, you're just doing your thing. 
And he's done it a, a million times. I mean, he builds coils nonstop. It was just that little lapse. It was, it, and that's all it takes. You know, really, I mean, these things are very volatile systems. If you don't do what you're supposed to do, you you, you get what happened to Grim. So um, you got to be careful with it. You're dealing with electricity and a lot of heat. If a lot they, of wattage. They vent, <laughs> you're that. dealing with some serious heat um, chemical. Yeah. And once that stuff lights, it's it's on. You know, we had that like whole road, rash. Like a road flare or something, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, basically, <laughs> it was like a big flash of fire came up out of them. You know, um, back when there's a whole rash, like every time we watched the news, it was this person's vape blew up in their pocket and all right. this kind of stuff. What that is, people were putting eighteen six fifty batteries just in their pocket with loose chains, with or loose chains or yeah, keys, yep. and it was making connection with the other metal in their pocket, and the batteries were blowing up. Holy, smoke. it wasn't the vape devices. Yeah. Jut, well, I bought eighteen sixty fifty batteries from him. He goes, "You're going to need this. It's a little plastic thing that you put your batteries in. So when you put them in your pocket, they're not touching. It's not touching any metal. Wow. You know, yeah. <clears throat> people were just throwing loose batteries in their pocket. They were hitting metal in their pocket and venting. So the pants were catching on fire. Just yeah. scorching nuts. Yeah, I just. can't tell you how many people have walked into the, the shop and pulled a battery out of their pocket, and you <laughs> heard their keys rattle when they did it. I'm like, God, dude. <laughs> Don't do that. Pants on fire. You know, I mean, <laughs> well, when you first opened it. your shop, you had that kid come in there with that mod. I mean, you were t- he. I walked in, the kid was leaving. You're like, I don't know what he's got in his hand because this is a I mean, pop bomb. Yeah, things built all to shit. Yeah, it was it was rough. And people don't realize that if you're if you're into these rebuildables, you've got to know Ohm's law and all that kind of. And Jut is a Electrical engineer when it comes to that stuff, because i got no idea what it is. The reason I see this little thing right here. <laughs> this is a rechargeable <laughs> battery. Wow. Yeah. So, so I mean, but same so the- premise. I mean, you know, if it didn't have a, a overheat protection or a safety switch right. built in, you're, you're still dealing with, at that point, a mech mod. Yeah. It's just a raw battery inside like these. The same thing. It's just a battery. And I've seen videos, I've seen pictures of people leave, like, even, like, this little mod I got, this little pod system, leave it in their car. In the southern heat during the summer, 110 degrees, and it, yeah. boom, whole console blows up, car catches on fire. <laughs> you can't leave like these are just batteries. These are really, really, really heavy duty batteries. If you leave them in your car and it gets hot, it blows the whole car up. So, do you just put more juice in these things, or is it just it comes this loaded one, with this whatever? Is, this is a disposable, which I I don't use a whole lot of these when I'm here. Yeah, because it doesn't put out as much vapor. I don't want to fill up the room with. You should vapor. though, uh, but. These you don't refill. You just once you're done, you throw them away. They're disposable. Um, now the bigger ones I use on a you know pretty much a daily basis right. at the shop or at home uh, are refillable. You just put whatever liquid you want in them. Yeah, I was talking about these little like the no, that one is mine, a refillable. Mine is. You can just like this little pod right here. You just oh, put, okay. put more juice in it. Wow. And whenever you know what that reminds me of, like a cologne. Tester. Like a little sampler. A little sampler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like a little quarter ounce, you know, yeah. tester. Yeah. But I, I refill this right here up until the coil goes bad in it, throw the whole pot away, get a whole new pot. So that was kind of my question to start with since I'm not an avid vapor. Um, these people that are building these things or adding on or whatever, are they trying to save money from not buying another one or are they just kind of – like they do your your car, you put big rims on it, and just kind of design it, and or just kind of. I mean, what are they trying? What's the overall? 
I guess the reason why I'm asking that is is because this kid walking around with a homemade pipe bomb type deal. <laughs> I mean, was he trying to save forty bucks? Is that what the deal was? Well, no, or? he just didn't know how to build. That was the problem. You know, he had probably watched one video on YouTube saying, "Hey, you just twist the wire around this thing, you throw it in your mod, and then you go." You know, because you know that was years ago. There wasn't that was you know, like when you first opened five years five ago. Five million videos now that showing you how to do intricate coil builds and what not to do and that kind of stuff. Now there are. There's no reason to be ignorant about the system or the device you're using. There's plenty of information out there, um, and I mean. If you've never been in your local vape shop, if you've ever bought online, then you you only know that because you watched a video. If you've never stepped foot in a vape shop or anything, um, you don't. All you have to go on is YouTube or some video that somebody posted about a build or whatever. Um, but but are most people trying to save money by building them? A lot of people, yeah, because I mean, you can get the you know the wire, the cotton. You build, you know, you've got your device, you've bought your rebuildable dripper or tank or whatever it might be, and then you learn how to build coils. So the coils go in the RDA, which is the dripper, what they call the dripper. It's a, um, uh, what are they called? Rebuildable deck. <laughs> yeah. Rebuildable dripping atomizer. I promise I own a shop. <laughs> rebuildable dripping atomizer uh, is what they're called, RDA. Um, so... You know, people build those because you can get a ton of, you know, canthal wire, which is what, you know, basically you, you can use canthal, you can use stainless, um, nichrome. There's a lot of different wires you can use for it. Um, but every wire has a different resistance depending on how many wraps you do, how, how, what the diameter of the wrap is. And, uh, you wrap it like a whether or screwdriver, not, right? Or you something. Can, yeah, they build, they build. They have tools for it if you want okay. to get into that part of it. But, yeah, you can use little craft screwdrivers like I do if you want to build a coil. It's really simple. Um, but you definitely want to know, you know, before you fire that coil what the resistance is. Because if the resistance is too low, you can you can cause a battery vent if uh, because you've over-amped your battery. It's pushing way – it's trying to push way harder than the battery can. Um and that's where people really started getting in trouble with these things. They would build, uh, you know, they'd build coils that were too low resistance for their batteries to fire. And they fired so quick, it heated that battery. It superheated the battery because it was trying to overdo itself, you know, outdo what it can do. And uh, when once those batteries reach that point, they vent. They, they expel that gas. And if that gas catches fire, it will explode. That's just, you know... But as far as the money-saving part, um, if you buy a big spool of wire, it'll last for... I've got wire I've had for a couple of years that I still haven't used all of. And cotton, you know, you can get a ton of organic cotton for next to nothing. But So you do, you know, if you get into the building part of it, there's a lot more to it. But you will save a lot more money in the end. You know, because really all you're out after you buy all your startup is your liquid. And it's it's a hobby. You know, it's something for people to yeah. piddle around with. Right. And a lot of guys use it for a dick measuring contest. You sure. Know. They have the, oh, the, yeah. the sixteen battery mod that blows these gigantic. They can blow all these big clouds with. Oh. Okay. You know, because they're they're at you know point one resistance, so it's just pumping out tons of vapor. Oh. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 
Um, they're the guys with the with the spinning rims and lights <laughs> on them and shit like that. I mean, they're the ones. But some of those box mods are super nice, like handcrafted, yeah, built out of wood. A lot of lot of custom aluminum. builders out there. Sure. And some of those box mods can run hundreds of dollars. Wow. I mean, way on up there. And and they're worth it to guys in the in the vape community because it's like handcraft. It's like a piece of art. Some right. of that stuff. It looks really really it's nice. It's like there's vape guys and there's car guys. Yep. I mean, you can go out and buy. Two thousand dollar Ford Festiva, <laughs> or you can go buy a fifty thousand dollar, you know, Cobra or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a, just a hobby, you know. Same way with you know, motorcycles or podcasting yeah. equipment or <laughs> what fishing equipment. I mean, I know you're like your brother Kev there for a long time to that competitive fishing. Mm-hmm. Those bass boats he had that would haul ass down down the river, yeah, you know, sure. <laughs> pull your skin back. So how's your week been going, Harpoon? Since uh, we, we covered the vape news today. Man, that's, uh, we're doing fine. It's just kind of like, um, Jig said, it's kind of just an average week, but, uh, so shorthanded, it, it felt like. I was about to ask you, how did the kitchen Triple go? time week. Yeah. Um, you said the one guy in the kitchen or did you get any help? Well, um, so I've got one guy full time, uh, and then I've got two part time people. Okay. So, um, one of the part time people is a little lady who's got a couple of kids. And the weekend that she doesn't have her kids, the weekend that she can work. So I only have her every other weekend. Um, just so happened, I asked, I mean, I'd asked her last week when she was working, um, if, if there was any way that she could come in and just help out any, I mean, any, I mean, one hour hour or two. Yeah. yeah. Any, anything would help. And she, so she, excuse me she got it worked out with her aunt to pick up her kids for like the last hour or two you know to where she could come up there and help out which was incredible um and uh so that really helped out um it we our thursday this past weekend was um a little bit slower than normal but that was fine i mean it was about all we could do you know and, and without i don't know I know you said you had one guy who broke his ankle after the other guy quit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even before that happened, that weekend before, I mean, I could have probably put two or three people to work pretty easy. Yeah. And then my main guy broke his ankle and then the other kid quit. So, yeah, I mean, we're just, we're just triple timing it. There's no, there's no sitting around. There's no nothing, man. I mean, time I get there, I start that coffee pot. What time are you opening now? Three, four? No, no, man. I'm. Uh, you going to do prep in the morning, though, don't you? Yeah, nine nine thirty. Yeah, I'm doing nine thirty to eight thirty, basically. You know, by the time we get it cleaned up and walking out or whatever, there may be some nights, man, when we're getting out there a little early. But man, if the phone's ringing, I'm I'm taking orders. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> excuse me, and then you know, but we're doing prep work. The uh, the Wednesday morning uh before thursday which just you know that that helps that helps everything out to just to get a little you know get a few boxes oh yeah or something now, i don't know if you're so i don't know if you were doing lunch takeout still or not yeah we're doing lunch lunch and dinner i knew when all this bullshit started you were like yeah. you know, we're going to do just dinner service yeah. three nights i didn't know if you'd expanded delivery yet or if you'd done yep that. we're doing delivery oh, great. pickup uh, lunch and dinner. I, I just can't have anybody in in the building inside. Um, 
really, I just don't have the, the help to, to watch them, to service them. Well, the majority of your business has always been delivery anyway, because you're the one place that right. does delivery. Yeah, the car- yeah we're do- so we're doing the carry-out and delivery. Uh, and the carry-out, man, I'm t- honestly, um, is – so we've got about nine or ten parking spots if, if they're all taken in the front of the shop. And um, I tell everybody all the time, you know, especially when they start calling around 530 or so – which is is we're already neck deep in the back, yep. you know, and somebody wants to call up and order, you know, two large pizzas and a couple of this and that and a couple of that and whatever. And uh, I'm like, okay, man, it's going to be 45 minutes to an hour, you know. And then they come and show up in like 20 minutes, oh. you know, and they call up. I'm just letting you know, man, I'm out front. There's no rush. I'm like, well, why? <laughs> why did you come take up a spot? Wait, well, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> And, the, and, and it always seems like they're the ones that park at the front door. Mm-hmm. And they're all the way pulled up, man. I mean, like the tires are touching the, the stoppers, yeah. which gives me about two feet to walk out my door <laughs> and go haul food to all the rest of the cars. <laughs> Especially these big trucks, like these like super-sized trucks that have like these, I guess it looks like an extended engine cab front yeah. on it. Damn. I'm stepping over plants. Sometimes to, to, to get around their front end of their car where they're, you know, they're sitting there. And then check this out, man. So I, um, this other kid came by this weekend, uh, Saturday. Um, this is a scraggly rascal, man. He, he worked for me for about, I don't know, two or three months or something a couple of years ago and had, had borrowed some money from one of the other kids. Did you, did you learn his name when he was there? I did learn this kid's name. Okay. Well, uh, I, I, I can't call it right this second. <laughs> I did. I didn't learn it that well. Well, I, the reason why was because um, he had borrowed some money from one of the guys at work, like the week before he quit. Nice. Yeah, and uh, and, and so when he went MIA, of course he he left the guy, you know, hanging. I dry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it turned out that kid bumped into him at Walmart. Of course, you know? everybody around here is Walmart. <laughs> yeah, you know. And and the kid was all like, uh, 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 yeah, man, I, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna bring you your money, man, uh, 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 you know. And Anthony, who who, who was he, he's like, look, man, I'm gonna tell you right now, either you bring me my money to my house, I don't wanna have to come looking for you again. If I have to come looking for you, man, I'm gonna leave knots on you. So bring me my money. It's like thirty bucks or fifty bucks or something. It's not worth taking knots over, man. You know, what I mean, I, I was just like, oh man, God. it's worth handing them out, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Anthony's a good kid too, man. Incredible. He's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, really good guy. Um. So anyway, he, uh, I think he wound up squaring up with him. But anyway, so this kid comes in to uh, get a pizza, and of course I'm trying to stop him at the door, going, "Hey, look, if you've got." food called in i'll need to bring it out to you and he's like no man i i just don't know what i want i just want to come in and look at the menu and i'm like well stay over there man i'll, I'll bring, bring you, you a one. menu well by this time i'm telling you man dude's got a bag of rocks between his ears he's already walked <laughs> up and you know he's all like kind of almost leaning over the sales counter and i'm like look bro go have a seat and i mean i'm literally like in his like go go sit, go sit over there I said, there's a menu over there on the wall. Get over there. I mean, come on, man. So anyway, uh, long story short, man, he, he goes, man, I got $12. What can I get? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Nothing. Gosh. Nothing. You can get the fuck out. I <laughs> <laughs> <And> saved $12. <laughs> so, so I thought, man, I'm like, all right, man, I'll hook you up, man. Yeah, I'll hook you up. So he goes, all right, well, I'm parked right out front. 
So I, I cook him a pizza and I take it out front, hand it off to him, come back in. I start working. Well, 15 minutes later, 20 minutes later, something like that, I'm going to take food back out to another vehicle. And him and his girlfriend are still sitting there at my front door. Eating? She's eating. He's on his phone playing a video game. And I, I'm just like, and instantly, dude, I just go into red. You know, I'm just all like, cool, dude, you come up here and spend $12, man, and you're going to park right in my front door? And oh. then just sit there like it's Sonic? What are you, crazy? <laughs> So I run the food, and I'm I'm triple down. You know, I don't have I don't have time to stop and chat. So I go back in there, man. I'm running more food out, answering the phone. These people are giving me, you know, everybody's paying with not eighty or ninety percent. Everybody's paying with their card over the phone. So I'm having to take numbers. I'm having to punch up, hand punch them in. Go to the kitchen, get food, bro. You know, zippity doo dah. And finally, man, after about two trips of walking around his car, man, I done had. I, I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm knocking on his window, and he, he's all like, oh, hey, man. I'm like, it's Saturday, man. You're my front door, man. Why don't you pick another spot to go p- park and eat or whatever? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Like, it never crossed his mind. Go to the park. Go down to the canal. Park down there. Look at the water. Do something. He cranked up split, man. I was just like, oh, my goodness, dude. You were just one of them guys, you know? Yeah. Just one of them that, that, that couldn't think. No self-awareness whatsoever. Self-aware. There you go. Awareness <laughs> around him. Right. I, I worked the door at a place one time, letting Pete like a bar. We had a guy the same way. You could not, you tell him something. Okay, okay. It was like in one ear and out the other one. And finally, I got that one night. I was like, hey, hey, you, you, get the fuck out. <laughs> and he, tur- he turned and went out the door. I mean, you, you had to tell him in yeah. their face, you, I've already told you three times to stop. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Then you're the dick. Yeah, then, yeah. That, that, you're going to be an asshole. That dude. big motherfucker told me to get the fuck out. I ain't never going back there. Well, motherfucker, yeah. you, you've been buying Cokes all night. You ain't buying no drinks. Yeah. Get the fuck le- out of here. Go leave me a one star on Yelp. Fuck. <laughs> Great bard. Door guy was a douche. <laughs> fuck them. Yeah. They're not spending any money. Yeah. yeah. I'd tell you about the lab dances, but I'm too cheap to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> they look nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Didn't mind the bullet wounds a bit, but damn, what? Oh man! Now this week, dude, I I was. This week was so nice. I got to work every night early. Got to leave early, all except for one. Cruising through the week, no problems. I get to work Wednesday night, and there's a stack of fucking boxes with a note on them. That motherfucker! The last night of work, <laughs> I get the note, and so, you know, I have my my, my standard run. You know, first thing at night where I have to go. Well, uh, the note was from my boss, which I've got. I love my boss to death. She's the best. So the note said, "We need you to go to before you go to." Then there, they'll have an order for. And when you leave, we need you to go to. That's a big loop. That's a huge yeah. loop. <laughs> Seven hour loop. I left at like like seven fifteen. I have to leave about fifteen minutes early. So that first run is an hour. It's a forty five minute run mm. from where we start. Mm. So from there to my second stop is about hour fifteen. 
you know, right down the interstate. Got there. Well, then I had, luckily, I didn't, you know, down 55, I, I take my third, my third drop. And from there, I would get on nine to go even further south. Mm-hmm. Dude, I left at 7.15. I got back right before two o'clock. I bet that Highway 9 is the worst. Dude, there. it is dark as shit. There ain't nothing out there. Yeah. It's it's just, you know, deer and banjos is the only thing you can hear going, going down going down that highway. Jeez. Some talented but, deer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, they right. ain't the ones playing, believe me. <laughs> it's Jethro. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there's, no, there's no highway lights, yeah. you know, and there's barely any houses on that highway. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, man, so there is no light all the way down there. You know, there's there's uh, there's three little cities that kind of make a uh, kind of a triangle that are about the same size as that. Yeah. Um, and I used to service all of them when, uh, as part of my territory, when I used to work for Philip Morris. Um, so yeah, I know. I mean, and I and then a lot of days since I was just basically right out of college with that job, you know, I mean, I had a lot of buddies that were still in. You know, so a lot of times after, you know, after work or something like that, if I was going to end up in that area, then I would, I would go to, I would go up there, man, and meet up, you know, and have beers or whatever, right. and, or maybe even crash the night or whatever, so I could get started, you know, around that area the next day. So, yeah, there's not a lot. Ain't nothing. Yeah, no. I mean, it, there's a lot different going from the rest of your stops, and then all of a sudden, man, you're on two lane eyeballs open at late night, you know, hoping nothing jumps out. I got lucky because there was two cars ahead of me when I, when I left. I was like, man, I hope they are going and not piddle-assing around. A lot of times late at night you get people who are maybe had a couple in them mm. and they think you're a police behind them so they're doing 50 at 10 and 2, yeah. you know. Mm-mm. I had my crew set on 65 and they were way ahead of me. Good. So I was yeah. like, we're rolling now. Well, then when I, when I left that, I got to that last stop. The ER is locked down. You had a button you had to push for them to come let you in. Of course, you know, hospital's about the size of this room to All begin right. with. It's a little bitty hospital. So I go up there and I push the door. Lady comes to the door, peeks out. And I, I got, we have like these soft bags we use. If we're just going to drop off product, we can bring up, it's like a, like a pizza bag like you use. Only it's squared. It's got one of our boxes inside of it. We pack it with ice and everything. Mm-hmm. For the product, well, I had one of those bags that had blood in it. Other one had that COVID plasma we've been given, so it had dry ice in it. So I got a bag on each shoulder. I pushed the button when it peeks out. She was, "Can I help you?" I'm like, "Dropping this off." She's, "Oh, I thought was, I thought you were trying to hold the door open for somebody behind you." I'm like, "Could you see him around me?" I mean, <laughs> well, probably not, man. <laughs> How small is this person? <laughs> and so but I'm sitting there with these two, these two red bags on my shoulder. She said, I was going to drop somebody. I'm dropping part of people off. I got, I got some some fluid in here if you want it. So I go back. She's like, "Yeah, the the labs around this corner here. The codes, you know, this to get in." I go up there and I punch the code in. Open up the lab door. These two people with big eyes, are like, "What are you doing here this time of night?" I'm like, "I was told to bring this, so here I am." They don't give any visitors there because it's yeah. across the river and through the woods and everywhere else. Oh man, you better be careful. There's deer everywhere. I'm like, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. You know, gave them their product. Well, well, have a good, you want some coffee to go before you? I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Oh, well, be careful. Like, they hated to see me go. Like, we got a visitor. So I didn't see us, you know, yeah. let's take pictures, man. <laughs> and so when I left there, I could either go, Granny, get the cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> I got something to 
got shit in the shelf up there. Hang on. So when I was left, I could either go back the way I came or head east to get on 45. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's see what Siri says. So I asked Siri for directions back to where I was, what's, what's the fastest way, you know. Try to send me down the damn trace. I can't get on the trace. I'm in a commercial vehicle. Mm-hmm. They will put me under Leavenworth from being on the trace in a commercial vehicle. Like, well, Siri, you done fucked up. I ain't, go, I ain't going that way. What else you got? <laughs> That's all she would give me. Only route she would give me. Holy smoke. Out of all these little back road. Dude, I had to go to. I had to go like to Macomb one night or something. Like, you know, way out there. And she tried to send. She She's like, I can get you there. No problem. I ended up back over in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like had me on 82 to get to 55. Uh-huh. But she didn't take me right to 55. Oh, it's faster going on this road. So I like turn on this road and dude, I ended up back in the middle of nowhere. I mean, out in the middle of like Van Vliet or somewhere. Like the backside of Winona. Damn. I'm like, Siri, you done fucked up. Well, it's two minutes faster this way. No, no, it's not. Not the way I drive, it's not. I don't need speed limits. So, yeah, Siri is not always the best to give you directions. Um, which is a reason for that. Because Apple Apple supposedly doesn't collect information from your phones. And so you don't... Like Google Maps is supposedly better, but they collect information from all drivers about what the, what the best way is. And Apple doesn't do that. She just says... Well, this is two minute faster. You can go this way and you end up out in a cornfield somewhere, you know? Right. So, yes. Yeah, so- I, I literally did wind up out in a damn field one, <laughs> one night. There's no bullshit. It, matter of fact, it was on, it was, it was, I was leaving um, my mom's house, going to my girlfriend's mom's house, and it was Christmas. So they were having their Christmas parties and parties everything. and stuff like that. So after we did dinner, I told her, I said, man, I'm, you know, because they'd been there for hours. They're like, when are you coming? When are you coming? I'm like, all right, I'm on my way. So I pulled up on, um, it, I was like, I think Waze is the name of the, the app or something right. that uh, that I was using. Well, whatever, man. So I'm going, it says for me to go out here and get on the highway and blah, blah, and go this way. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to go by the cemetery on the way. And I knew that if I went down south of town, that's where it was. And I could get on the highway going that way. It's just another two exits down. So I, I swung by the cemetery real quick, um, uh, said Merry Christmas to Pop, and then got back out on the uh, back out on the road. Well, the road that I knew that went, you had to go down a couple of miles, and then you had to take this kind of a side road that got that connected you to the to the highway. It was blocked off. So I thought to myself, I was like, Well, hell, I'll just go the next one. So I just kept on going. Waze was like, you know, it's, you know, 38 minutes, you know, if you go this way. So I was just like, well, that's, that's where I'm going, you know, so here I'm going. Well, I lose service. Oh no. And, and I, I'm going by best memory of what the, because her folks live kind of out in the sticks, um, also. And, uh, so I'm going from, from down south of my mom's town, man, going through the sticks to another country address and i knew once i got close over there to her her folks house i mean i'd been around that area enough to kind of if i was within 10 miles of it i could i could you know shut everything off and go 
But so anyway, man, every once in a while it would blink and it would, it would recirculate or recenter or whatever it was calling, saying, well, anyway, I, I was trying to screenshot it so, <laughs> so that, so that if it did blink out again, I mean, it'd be, I'd still have so it. I tried to plug. catch your map. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I turned it off as I swiped it, man. I X'd it out. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> And so all I can think is like my girlfriend and her family, man, have been waiting on me for a while to, to swap these gifts and all this stuff like that. I'm supposed to be like beelining it, but I stopped to go to the cemetery. I stopped. I stopped intentionally. Didn't tell her, man, but I just stopped. I was like, man, it's five minutes. Now I'm lost. Oh, man. Just, and you don't have a clue where you're at. I'm just going, man, the highway I ain't even crossed. It's got to be up here somewhere, you know? Got to be. It's got to be. I mean, hell, it was running that way, and I'm going I'm going perpendicular to it. So I got to cross it or run into it or something. I go under it. Or- yeah. <laughs> you're going to see it at some point. Somewhere. So um, so finally, I, uh, I see where the road is, is squeezing down. Um, and I see, I see the lights, what, what I think is probably like the, the on-ramp or whatever that, you know, that little lit up. I'm thinking that it's probably going that direction, but it's around a curve and stuff. Well, that takes me off into another direction, which whittles me down into what looks like somebody's driveway. Like a field road or something. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of more. Or is it gravel? It's more, it's more gravel than dirt, but it was definitely not paved, paved. I'm thinking, oh man, I'm so lost, man. Gosh damn it. I was just frustrated. And, and being lost is really one of my biggest pet peeves, man. I, yeah. It just throws me to the red all the time. So I'm just like, Ugh. so I'm just going, I'll go down here, man, and just turn around and keep, and just go back and whatever until I see something I recognize. Well, I can't find a place to turn around. And it literally turns into damn like corn and shit like that <laughs> that used to be out there. And by this time, I'm thinking to myself, you know, and I'm trying to catch service or something, just to shoot her a message and go, I'm in the middle of somewhere. SOS. I'm trying to, I'm trying. <laughs> Nothing, you know. Uh, so finally, man, I was just thinking to myself, good Lord, man. I finally just turn around, you know, just pull off in the field, turn around, go back, thinking to myself, holy smoke, don't catch a big old mud hole, man, as you, you know, and really be stuck out here. Uh, so I finally just had to double back all the way pretty much to the, to the other highway and then go back down another four or five miles. I mean, it was literally like an hour and 20 minutes for like a 38 minute or 35 minute, whatever it could have been. And of course, man, they had already swapped gifts and they'd already, you know, they're like, screw it, you know, whatever, which I was just like, man, look, I'm telling you right now, man, I, I tried. You, I was out in the middle of damn <laughs> bean fields or something. But anyway, man, that was because, but I finally, you know, about, about the time as I about 10 miles back toward town, I, I started getting service again. And then it showed me, you know, where I could go. And I'm like, screw it, man. I'm going the way, <laughs> I, I, that way. I'm going the way I know for sure. All of a sudden, your 42 missed calls show up and you're like, ah, yeah, <laughs> great. Yeah. It's, you know, most places I go to, I know, you know, that was the first time I've ever had to go there. Cause I usually handle stuck in the hospital during the day. Mm-hmm. They sent me to another one of the another small hospitals one night. Got there, there was nobody in the hospital, nobody at the ER desk, nobody. And so I walk in there with this bag full of blood, you know, and I'm like, get to the lab, all the lights are off. I'm like, what the, the fuck, you know? I just so happened I heard something in one of the other rooms, and I picked in the next room, and this woman's sitting at a, at a computer typing, and I knocked on the door, and she, she jumped. 
And she came over there and she was going to help you. I'm like, I got blood to deliver. They sent me down here. This is because they filled it. They filled it that afternoon. And they're like, hang up and take it when he comes in. You know, it was on my way. And she's like, well, everybody's gone. This was like at 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, she, I was like, well, I just had this to drop off for the lab. She's like, oh, I can let you in the lab. Do you know where to put it? And I'm like, well, yeah, if you let me in there, you know, because all the labs use the same blood cooler. They all look the same. So I walked in there and put the blood in there. She's like, I'm glad you caught me. I was about to leave. I'm like, well, I'm glad I caught you too. They were going to be without no, they were going to have no blood for tomorrow morning, yeah. you know. But other than that, when they left me those boxes, I called like the assistant manager. I'm like, look, is anybody going to be there? Because <laughs> this happened before when we went to one of these small hospitals. Well, there should be. It's like, well, should be, and there is two different things. I don't want to go all the way down there, and there'd be nobody there. Right. Yeah, it should be okay, which I, I figured they would because these smaller hospitals are handling a lot of the overflow of COVID patients from the bigger hospital. And so they've been, they've been staffing their labs all the time now. <clears throat> so, yeah, that was my time at work this week. It was going so good. Oh, and then when I got back from that whole state tour I took, uh, one of our local hospitals had put in an ASAP order for some blood and didn't call and let me know. So when I got back, I said, unload my van, put everything up, then fill that ASAP order and drive another hour. Just Jeez. So I didn't get I didn't get done Wednesday night. I was on the road from the time I went in till about till about four in the morning. Wow. So, and then I got I got to take lunch then. <laughs> so, yeah. I was I was hauling Wednesday night. I hadn't told I, I, I saw Harpoon today when I went to the post office. Uh we had to put Katie to sleep this this afternoon. Damn man. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. It was rough. She's you no know, she's been diabetic and then she went about four or five days without eating and the last couple of days i came up from work um like she couldn't stand up in her bed i had to pick her up her Suffering. hips were going yeah yeah and so i had to go handle that today and it hit me a lot harder than i thought it was going to it's I mean, tough yeah it's tough. so yeah so miss katie is is gone she was a good pup and we're gonna miss her we we had her long we had the house we got her the weekend we got her the weekend after we closed the house yeah so it's been 12 years yeah. whatever it's been Wow, what an incredible blessing to have that much love at your house for that long. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's incredibly difficult to lose love, regardless if it's a person or if it's an animal or your favorite car that you just love. I mean, you're for real, love it, you know, whatever it is. I mean, you know, I mean, it's but but animals, they seem to love you regardless. Oh, yeah. You know, they don't, they don't hold a grudge. It don't seem like, and it doesn't, you know, they, they're just always excited to see you. And, and, you know, I don't know. It's, it's an incredible, an incredible gift to have that. Yeah. What was, we had, well, 11, she was, I think she was about a year old when we got her. So she's about 12. And then we had the house since 2010, January 20 or January 31st, 2010. So we moved in. Yeah. And so. Yeah, it's it's going to be different not having her. She's been there for you know over a decade. It's going to be difficult not having her around, you know. And and that's hard uh, on you, man, to have to take her and do it. Oh do yeah, it like that. you know. Well, I I just knew you know Tink. It, it right. would never happen, yeah. you know, because because I mean, she. I, mean, I love those dogs. Oh yeah, but she loves those dogs. You know, um, it's just that. 
mama love, I guess. I don't know how to explain, you know, but I mean, I mean, we had, we've had her, <clears throat> we've had her for so long and everything. And, and, and she was pretty much, she had the spirit of a cat. She'd rather you not touch her, just look at her, you know, but she'd have times when she'd come over and she'd want to rub on you and you could pet her for a small amount of time. Then, then she was done with you, you know? Uh, but yeah, we had to let her go today. I, I just couldn't stand it because she had gotten so small just from, from not eating. And so I ain't gonna let her, let her starve to death. I'm, I'm not, not going to do that. Yeah. So yeah, I had to deal with that today. Um, otherwise it's, it's been a good week off. Hadn't really got back on my sleep schedule. I'm going to stay up at about four o'clock every morning and then sleeping on noon. <laughs> so it'll be easier to get back on my, my vampire sleep schedule. Cause I hadn't really switched over to days. You look like you've lost some more weight. Dude, I hadn't lost a pound. I'm stuck. I'm just stuck. <laughs> I guess this is about as small as I'm going to get. I'm, I'm going to keep banging at it, though. Um, You're still on that diet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just nothing's... Dude, my, last night, my abs were killing me. Like, burning. It hurt so bad. I'll tell you about the workout a little bit later. <laughs> Or a little tink tink. Or a little tink tink. <laughs> oh. Um, y'all want some news? Uh oh. Tink. Oh, it's Dingo and a buddy of ours. And it's a. Uh, that's, that's not fit for these airways. <laughs> Let me get the news going here. Since we are dealing with a hurricane right now, I guess, think I'll. Got a news story here for you. For you. <clears throat> As Hurricane Ida made landfall in Louisiana coastline Sunday, Waffle House projected it to be a Category 4 storm's path have closed. Why does it matter? Well, it's unusual. It's usually a solid predictor of how destructive severe weather can be. For those not familiar with popular southern restaurants, Waffle House has been known for staying open 24-7 regardless of extreme weather. The restaurant's reputation for remaining open resulted in then-FEMA administrator Craig Fugit coining the Waffle House Index in 2011. You heard about this before? Yeah. yeah. When a tornado hit Joplin, Missouri that year, two Waffle Houses stayed open despite the tornado that caused $2.8 billion worth of damage and killed 158 people in the area. The Waffle House Index has three tiers, green, yellow, and red. Green means the store will operate fully. Yellow means the restaurant will be open, but the menu and power is limited, and red means the store is closed. The index has been used to predict how bad extreme weather conditions will affect the area. So, yeah, if you're not familiar with the southern church that is the Waffle House, like we all agree with that. Y'all like Waffle House? What? You like Waffle House? Do you like it? Do I like it? I've eaten there plenty. Judd? Take it or leave it. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> The Waffle House. That guy was a dick. One star. (laughs) I didn't get scattered, smothered, or covered. Um, Tornadoed. For those there, the Waffle House. You can always depend on Waffle House being open. As a member of a night shift crew, you can always depend on Waffle House being there when you need something to eat. Rain, shine, tidal wave, don't fucking matter. Waffle House is going to be open. So when one closes for a reason, it's a pretty big fucking deal. And so yeah, FEMA excuse me. FEMA uses it uses this index to figure out how bad a storm is gonna be. 
during Katrina, Waffle House was red on the coast. They all closed down. It's a good thing they did. Um, this was the same way. There's a lot of Waffle Houses that were closing down Mississippi, Louisiana, some parts of Texas, a little bit of Alabama on their coastlines down there. Um, so I'm hoping it's not going to be as bad as Katrina was. I'm fingers crossed, man, because that was. Well, I saw Pascagoula was getting a storm surge. They're two. They're they're two miles inland, and they were getting it. Um, two miles in. Two miles inland. Pascagoula was getting a storm surge. I mean, we're talking about how it's up over like, like the doors of businesses. Yeah. Um, I saw a, a woman had joined Facebook just to ask for help because her son's house collapsed on him and three kids and her, his, his three kids and you couldn't get anybody to go help. Police didn't respond. The fire department didn't respond. No Coast Guard. The Cajun Navy showed up. Three guys in a Johnny boat went out there and pulled those people out of that house. They all all came out fine. Cajun Navy. The Cajun great. Navy, baby. You can always depend on the Cajun Navy to show up. That's, that, I mean, that's, uh, I, I saw where they had uh, the fire department, the ambulances, everybody, like during this specific period of time, I think, I think it was like wind related or something. Anything over thirty miles an hour constant or something like that, they were going to shut it down. They were just like, look, we're, we're just telling you up front that these services won't be available until this whatever that was. I think it was wind, but it could be something else. But you know, until that changes, then you won't have fire service or ambulance or anything. So they were saying that there was a lot of people that that were stranded or or whatever, but uh, there were some people in, in local boats that were out chipping in too, which is incredible, man. I mean, that's that's awesome. That's I mean, what we're all about. You, know, you think about how many problems we had in this area, tornadoes and people's houses burning down. Yeah. There's always people like, you know, what do you need? What, what, what can we... You know, we had that big tornado that hit here back in yeah. 2014 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And there was truck, people out here in the middle of town loading up trucks to take to those people. But we used, we used my store, man, as a, yeah. uh, as a drop-off drop off. point for anything they wanted to take down there, man. I would go down there every uh, every day or every other day, depending on what we had. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's, you're right. I, I love that, though. I like that, you know, got your back type stuff. You know? Well, it's just, I, I think it's because we don't. You know, we because we don't need the government. No, we don't need FEMA. We, if we wait on FEMA to show up, we're going to be waiting forever. Well, it's you nice know. to have that. Also, I mean, any help, you know, all of it. But it's, it's boots on the ground. When as soon as it happens, yeah, it's going to be your neighbor. People, people yeah, people close. And I had some uh, a friend of mine that was telling me that her family um, is living down south in uh, in Louisiana, and or, or right outside of Louisiana, and everybody left except the dad. And he was going to stick around and and just make sure that everything was good with everybody or whatever, but and, or let them know when to come back or whatever it was. But he was going to ride it out. Yeah. And I'm sure, man. I mean, that, that would be one of the guys that would be out there going door to door, checking oh, for on, sure. checking on folks. You know, I think I think we get that a lot though because number one, we know that response time, especially to more rural areas, is a lot slower. But we also know that man, harpoon sounds going to hit this time. Me and Judd know next time it could be our house. Oh, yeah. So, you know, he would help us if it was our house. We're going to help him right now. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of, you know. Southern you, hospitality. When, yeah. When's your lottery ball going to drop? 
Yeah. You know, is it going to be a tornado this time? Is it going to be a flood the next time? Or is it going to be a tree falling on your house? Or could it be any anything that could happen? Mm-hmm. You know, knowing knowing that your neighbors have got your back, it, it makes a big difference. You know, if you were in a bigger city, you didn't know anybody, and say like your apartment caught fire, your, your neighbors more worried about what kind of damage your apartment fire caused them. You know, yeah. you know, like oh, sorry about your luck. Now, but it's it's great that we have that here. You think about people who've you see all you see the the flyers posted up all the time. You know, uh, Johnny Smith got cancer. We're going to do a benefit for him. We're going to sell some some fish plates. We'll have singing raffle. T- you know, people donate stuff for a raffle to raise money for it. Your neighbors are always, are always going to be there to help you around here. Seems like mm-hmm. it's been like that since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I remember they, they don't even do them anymore. I think about the other day they used to do the roadblocks at, at the four way stop up here all the time with the bucket pass for change or yep. whatever. Yeah, you don't hardly see that at all anymore. I don't know if yeah. I don't know if people were scamming with it or what it was, but when I was a kid, you, people they were taking up money for so and so's kid needed a heart transplant at Le Bonner, or they needed this, or they needed that. You know, that was one of the deciding factors um, for me to start the popcorn business. Oh um, yeah, for chair for raise money and everything. raising money because I, every week I'd have you know two or three people at least coming in and go, hey, can you donate to this? person who's got cancer trying to help them pay their bills or this person whatever you know and i'm and i just kept thinking golly i mean i certainly don't mind helping i'd I'd always help you know however i could donate something if they were going to raffle or whatever but i i kept thinking you know while i was kicking around this this popcorn business idea um at the time you know i was thinking man this way i mean they're already out asking for money anyway they're already going door to door these people why not give them something it's a hair, you know, buy a bag of popcorn, you know, and then if you want to give an extra 20 bucks, get, feel free or buy two or three or whatever. But um, I don't know, man. I mean, I always thought that that was a better way for me to give them the opportunity instead of me giving them 10 bucks or 20 bucks or, they could raise or whatever. Three or four hundred. Yeah. Or thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you've had them like that, that high before? Yeah. Yeah. I've had people, man, about $6,000. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. And that's after the split. Because you give a really generous split too. I, I always give them, yeah, the, the lion's share. Right. I give them sixty percent, and I take forty. You're and covering I cover all cost. my costs yep. and everything else out of that, man, and giving these people this opportunity. Because every bag that goes out, you know, I mean, that of course that's helping them, but it's also got my store information on it and stuff like that. So it, it's creating, you know, potential customers for me um, down the road as well. Helping these guys, it's a win-win-win. That's what I always look for, man, in business or or basically anything. You know, how's it how's it going to benefit everybody? Right. What's the best solution to, to benefit everything overall? And and to me, I mean, now I, that was almost a no-brainer to to be able to help folks. Now, some folks are just like going, "No, man, I'd just rather go ask for money than that." Than that, you know. I mean, I, I'm just. How many doors you go to knock on to get the, that amount of money? Oh my god, yeah, and I, I mean, you know, and and. And then I have those people literally have, like, I've had a little league team who it was like a, I don't know, eight or nine or 10, 11 year old, somewhere in that age range. And the mom and dad of one of the kids were the coaches for the, for the team. Um, they did a fundraiser because uh, there was two or three kids that were on the team that were from lower income families and they couldn't afford to get the cleats and the and the stuff so they came and said hey maybe we want to do a fundraiser so we can get every we would just buy everybody's 
you know, jersey or right. their cleats or whatever for everybody, not just these kids. I mean, but that's we want to earn enough money. We want to earn about, you know, five or six hundred bucks so we can throw them a party at the end of the, you know, if we can if we can earn that much. These people went out, man, and earned three thousand dollars. Holy shit! In two weeks. Holy crap! Everybody, man, was just like going, "That's a great idea. I'll yeah. take three bags. I'll do this. Yeah, that's a great idea." There's an incentive. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm telling folks, man. While they're out there, like going, man, instead of just saying, "Hey, man, can you give me money for nothing? Why don't you give me money and I'll give you something in return?" Yeah. This is that's just a greater incentive, man, to, to help folks out. Plus, if they just go up and go, you know. uh, Hey man, would you like to buy a bag of popcorn to help my church? Just say, for example, you know, people are way more likely to help out if they know what are you going to do with that money at your church? Are you buying snakes to, to flip around, or, <laughs> or are you buying? A, or, or do you, or do you need new pews? Yeah, you know what? It, what are is the, it? Are the kids going to like a church camp? During church the summer? camp. Right. I've had them. I've had them go to uh, raise money to go to see Noah's Ark. Oh yeah, up in, the, up a big in rebuild up and yeah, and all that stuff, man. All sorts of cool stuff. I was like, man, tell people while you're out there going, hey, would you like to help my church? Send some kids to go see Noah's Ark. People were like, man, that's a great yeah. Here, you know, let me give me two or three bags, man. I'd love to help do that. I'd love for my kids to be able to go see Noah's Ark. You know that that big thing. Um, but you know, I mean, it's just it's just easier. It's just a, a an easier sale, you know, to somebody when they know they're helping out for a specific reason. That's what we we did that in. Um in high school for to pay for the prom we sold Krispy Kreme donuts oh yeah which is like Ooh. selling like like you know it's like selling gold bullion for 10% of spot price you know <laughs> they were like Krispy Kreme <laughs> yeah, what right. flavors you got yeah. you know I'll take 10 of each you uh-huh. know like enjoy your diabetes I'm gonna go to prom now <laughs> um Chicago newlyweds post a $250 bill to no-show wedding guest and spark an online debate. Should wedding guests have to pay if they fail to show up? The answer is yes, according to one Chicago couple. Deidre and Doug Simpson have garnered international attention after a social media post of an invoice they created for no-show wedding guests went for no-show wedding guests went viral, prompting both praise and criticism. The newlyweds were recently married at Royalton Negril Resort and Spa. They had to pay for each seat beforehand. While 109 people were invited, only 101 showed up. After re- repeated RSVPs, these eight guests didn't tell the Simpsons they weren't attending. The couple had already paid the resort, though, 120 per person for unused seats. If those, if those eight people said, Doug, Deidre, we can't make it, we would have totally understood. Would have been no problem, Doug said. So when the couple returned to their neighborhood, Doug created an invoice for the cost of two seats and put it on social media where the photo took on a life of its own. We never had any intentions of sending it out, he said. It hurts more just to show it. The invoice titled No Call, No Show Guest explains in part because you didn't call or give us proper notice that you wouldn't be in attendance. This amount is what you owe what you owe us for paying for your seats in advance. Both Deidre and Doug each own small businesses, and they said they've received they have received support from all over the world, but some responses weren't too kind. They said this was broke behavior. Deidre said, "Should have had a wedding they they couldn't afford, tacky and classless." The newlyweds say that that ultimately 
They got what they wanted, and the invoice was really just to send a message. We would have given them the benefit of the doubt if they had just reached out to us, but the fact they didn't reach out, I wanted this to become a, a teachable moment. Wow. First of all, nobody owes you shit. <laughs> and second, non-refundable deposit. Yeah. Well, my thing is, this was a destination. You know, the grill's in Jamaica. Yeah. I mean, That's not be, like, you know, at the church on the street. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to have some resources just to go. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to buy a plane. You're going to get a passport first if you don't have one. Then you're going to get a, a plane ticket and then reservations at at the at the resort. Yeah. You know, and a hundred and, I mean, 109 people they invited. Yeah. I don't even know 109 people. Am I am I wrong here? You own a, they say they own small businesses. You own a small business. How many People that you know from your business, would you invite to a wedding, a destination wedding? But most of that's got to be family. Most of that's oh, got to be. Man, I hope so. You know, it would have to be. I mean, you think? I mean, well, like so, a hundred people, you know, and you got a couple, you know, forty on or forty or fifty on each side, you know, groomsmen, bridesmaids. Obviously, man, if you're going to a different country to a resort to have your wedding, you know, and, and bringing all these people and all this stuff, then, I mean, yeah, you probably have a social circle that you'd probably, you know, would, would want to show up. I don't know where, you know, you'd really kind of get the idea of, of charging them if they didn't show up, but. Well, why are they charging people for the seats? It's the wedding that you're throwing. Yeah. So to me, if it's your wedding, you're paying all, I'm sure they, they wanted to pay like the plane tickets and the resort. Yeah. yeah. But food and stuff. Yeah. That's on you, bro. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand the, why would you even, what, what, what teachable, what are you trying to teach folks, man? I mean, you know, to don't you dare double cross me or don't, you know, <laughs> don't you not show up in one of my gigs. I don't know. That's just butt hurt. Cause the people didn't show up. But I mean, you know, and so, at so, a so big yeah. destination wedding like that, you, you should have kind of an idea of at least six months out. Of who all's going to go and who's not. Yeah. So so think about this. So there's eight people that don't show up for 125 bucks. So what do you got? Twelve hundred dollars. You're out. You're in a foreign country. I mean, twelve hundred dollars ain't. I mean, if you're spending twelve hundred, worried about twelve hundred dollars with all that, with a hundred other people that you're already paying for, and and all this in a foreign destination and all this other stuff, you're just trying to be a asshole. Uh, yeah. I'll say it. You ain't got to say it. Being an <laughs> asshole. Yeah, that's just that's being. You know, that's that's weak. You know, we went out. To, I think that was the last time we went to the Jamaica, we we was at these Sandals resorts. They have some big fucking weddings. I mean, more than I would think about doing for a wedding. You know, me and Tink renewed our vows. And went down to the Bahamas last time. It was our ten year anniversary. Oh, wouldn't it sit go? Do what? I said, oh man, it wouldn't it sit go? No, nah, it went at the beer store this time. We, we, actually, we classed it up a little bit. I bought some long pants well, this time. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh there was beer there i will, I will say that i will say that um but no we we got done uh we were in jamaica the last time they have like a they have like a main lobby kind of like where you can go like to the concierge or you know to pick up extra towels or whatever you might need you kind of have to go through it kind of like a like a a wagon wheel pattern out from the main lobby the the big main lobby you have like, you know, this path goes to the beach. This one goes to the restaurants. This one goes to the spa. And this one goes to the rooms. You know, you, you kind of sprint. You, have to, you kind of have to go there to get 
wherever else you want to go. Uh-huh. Go through that lobby. We were, <clears throat> we went up there that one morning to do something. And we were kind of milling around in the lobby. And we heard people like talking. Like, Can you believe the, the bride did that? Oh, my God. Can you believe that? They had this huge destination. 200-something people at a destination wedding. And the bride backed out. Over 200 people came all the way to Ocho Rios, Jamaica, which is like on the far east east coast of Jamaica, a good hour and a half from, from Montego Bay, and she backed out. Wow. Couldn't you figure that out before you go, you know, <laughs> it's what, five hours south to Jamaica for us, four hours, something like that? I'm telling them where they flew from. Yeah. If they flew from any northern or west coast states... That's a good eight-hour flight to Jamaica. Wow, that's that's a. But I told Tink, I said, could could she not have figured that out before she left? But what if she didn't? What if what if she got there, man, and, and then figured out that hey, her uh, husband to be was banging one of the bridesmaids or something, <laughs> something tripping like on the uh, they you know went up catching them on the beach, man, yeah. like, an hour or two before, be like, you know, whatever. I don't know. That'd be, it'd be either way it went. It'd be it'd be nuts to yeah. to think, you know, for the mom and dad who right. is who's springing for all this. Right. Hey, she wasn't springing for it. I'm sure. The hell was that? Hold up a second. <laughs> all right, now we're back. Now that we thought the roof didn't collapse, just a just a limb. Um, no, what I was saying was last time we went to the Bahamas, we went and had dinner that night. A couple friends of ours came down with us. Um. And we got done with dinner one night, and there's like a little coffee shop there at the resort. They have like all different kinds of coffees, and they have like pastries and cookies and stuff like that. Little sweet shop. These people are having their reception like in the main courtyard of the of the resort. There had to be 200 people there, if not more. Wow! Live band playing "Sweet Caroline" and shit. When we got like, holy shit! There were people fucking everywhere. There's no telling how much it cost. Because when we renewed our vows, we had called about setting up the ceremony and everything. And they're like, you know, do you want do you want a judge to do it? Or do you want to have a pastor to do it? I said, we don't, whatever you got. <laughs> you know, they're like, well, it's kind of hard to get a judge to come do it. Uh, would y'all be okay with us having like a local pastor do it? Or a priest? I'm like, I'm, that's fine by us. You know, we, that's, that's totally fine. Like when, when do you want to do it? I'm like, when do you have available? So we start like at eight o'clock and we go until um, sunset. He said, if you want the sunset, when you need to get it, that's the first one to always go. And she said, it's three hundred dollars more. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I love her, but I love her, but even she's like, I don't want to pay that much for <laughs> you know, because our luck had been storming that day if we'd have bought that. And so, so we did it like morning, ten o'clock. That morning, it was hot as shit that day. It was like so damn hot. I'm like, man, usually you go, you know, you're on the ocean. Trade winds come in. None. It was, it was stagnant. We were on the beach. No wind. It was hot as shit. Wow. So Biloxi. (laughs) No. (laughs) Past Christian. Come on. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, there was like no, it was so damn hot. We got done. We had like, our, we had like a, had a gazebo set up like with the cake and everything, which I know is your favorite part, Harpoon. You, you love the cake. <laughs> Destroy the sweets. 
They had towels for us that were soaked in ice water when we got That's how hot it was. Even the Bahamians were like, this is fucking bullshit, man. Yeah. <laughs> Put this around your neck, you know? And, uh, yeah, it was nice and all. But I've seen some of those destination weddings at, at those, those resorts, and they are insane with all the stuff they Like, when we did ours, we had, like, a, like a count, not really counseling, like a planning thing the day before. You know, and they they showed Tink, and which which bouquet would you want? Do you want the orchids, or do you want this? You know, when she picked it out, I had tied a good one on the night before. Because they had, this resort had one of those pubs at it, Uh and they had Guinness. Oh, gosh. And I was like, it was all-inclusive. Oh, yeah. It's already paid for. I'm like, give me two at a time. (laughs) 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 Say one of them double crazy straws that go through it. Put them in my helmet. Yeah. (laughs) Um. And so, man, I got hammered the night before. Oh, my God. I, I drank so much. And our friends weren't even there yet. And Tink was asleep. It was just, I was making friends. I met a couple from England. And we got the, of course, with me, as any drinking does, it revolves into politics. So we got to talking about Anglo-American uh, uh, relations and, you know, why do you hate America so bad? It's because we kicked your ass in a war in 1776 and that kind of stuff. You know? <laughs> and the dude, the dude was laughing his ass off. We had a blast. Shout out to Tony and Claire. Y'all are awesome. Um, and so when Tink travels, whenever we get where we're going, it's sleepy time. No matter if it's 10 in the morning or 10 at night, whenever she gets to where we're going, she shuts down like a damn robot. Wow. Pull the batteries out. Traveling just wears her out for some reason. I don't get it. When we get somewhere down there, it's party time, man. We paid for all this shit. And I'm going to use all this shit. You know, we're going to we're going to put them in debt on me, buddy. And so our rooms have got wet, but got bars in them. Refrigerator packed full of beer, and there's wine and there's champagne, and they got rum and vodka and whiskey and bourbon all set up. Got my ice there. Got all the mixers. Got all the fruit juices and sodas and stuff. So we get there, I'm popping beers. We, we walk in, the first thing you hear is, <laughs> you <know? laughs> got the bags down yet. I'm in that refrigerator getting a beer. Because the Bahamas has got a beer called Sands. And it's like they're like one of their national beers. And it tastes like Michelob. It tastes really fucking good. Even Tink likes it. And she's not really a big beer fan. Man, I drink all the Sands in the refrigerator. And I'm like, what time's the pub open? Oh, six o'clock. I'm at, she's she's asleep. Is that the beer with the gold or silver foil around it? No, that's uh, Kalik. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the one that's, I had. That's another one of theirs. Yeah. yeah, that's what you get most of the time when you go to, like to a bar there. Mm-hmm. And they had they had it on tap there at the at the resort pub. And so it's six o'clock. I've already got twelve beers in me. So you know, because I've been sitting on the, on the patio drinking beers and rum. You know. <laughs> Just having a good old time by myself. It's a one man party, you know, meeting people off the balcony. What's going on? See you tomorrow. Uh, and so I was like, I'm going to get something to eat. The pub is open from six to six, six at night to six in the morning. And at midnight, they switch over to breakfast. So two o'clock in the morning, you wake up, you're a little hungry, go down to the pub, get some kegs and eggs, little beer and eggs, get that going. And so about nine o'clock, I'm, you know, 10 Guinnesses in, made friends. They were having like a, 
a chocolate buffet at this at this place. I'm not a big chocolate chocolate guy. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so I go through and I'm like, "Hey, you want to get up? Hey, what's going on today? I got a chocolate buffet up there." She's like, "Let me get some clothes on." <laughs> she gets dressed. We go to the chocolate buffet and she meets uh, Tony and Claire and everything. And I, you know, she went into the line getting her some cookies and they have like little chocolate bites and everything. She did that. She ate that. She's like, well, "I'm going back to bed." I'm, like, well, I'm going back to the pub. <laughs> I'll see you in a couple hours. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so that's the reason we like there so much because your thing's paid ahead of time. Do whatever you want. So it just you're super hung over the next day and Oh yeah. We got we we got there to plan the wedding. That's what I was getting to. We got to plan the wedding. And they're like, Would you like some champagne? I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, That's long, that's not what he needs. I was like, I'm 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 my own man. Bring me some champagne, you know. Like, would you like some man? She's like, I'll have a water. I got a normal person at ten in the morning. Yeah. We got things to take care of, man. I'm on island time. That's it. Leave me alone. Yeah. It's mimosa o'clock, hey, man. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm getting that, married. I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> that whole like this is the best part about being down there is that you ain't going nowhere. You're right. You're at the resort. I ain't got to drive. They don't want me to drive. The road they drive on the wrong side of the road. There, I'm, I'm not. I'm not playing that game. Yeah. Maybe if I got drunk, I would drive on the right side of the road down there. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe don't risk it. Yeah, definitely won't. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got. I think I had another article here. Let's see. Usually, kind of as tradition goes, just growing up around us, we've usually had right before many of us or our boys or whatever kind of growing up go, walks out to go get married. We'd like, you know, Papa pint or something you know and pass it around or, right. or whatever um i know i'd had a few drinks before mine and then you know backstage it was like oh, geez, <laughs> i had a few drinks before yours too yeah. i think we all did did we not <laughs> yeah that was a Dude, that mike was, was a, passing them out like candy oh yeah man. it was a that was a great time you can always depend on mike to, to, to find the alcohol for you here it is yeah I'd actually talked to him earlier today, just through text, and I I told him, I was like, man, you need to come on. Yeah, he does. I know it. And we talked about it, a lot about him last last week, but I, I can't describe to you how funny that man is. He's always a riot. Yeah. And it, he can be serious. It's always serious. He's always and, and it's funny. Yeah. Uh, Zambian pastor dies after being buried alive, hoping to resurrect like Jesus. Swing and a miss. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No. Why didn't he swear he was already dead to try that stuff? Maybe I mean, he's going to expedite the process, you think? Uh, a pastor in Zambia has died after he was buried alive by his followers. Pastor James Salaka of Zion Church of... Ooh, of Zion Church, sorry, claimed that he would resurrect after three days, just like Jesus, the Son of God. All, all ye of little faith, bury this Soraka you see now, and he shall arise from the dead and breathe his free lungs full again, he allegedly told his followers before being buried. Dressed in a white gown, a pair of leather slippers, and his hands tied up. <laughs> Was this voluntarily? I don't know. 
the, the clergyman was buried alive in a shallow grave by three members of his church. The 22-year-old assured his followers that he would come back to life on the third day, but they found him dead when they dug up the grave. Reports indicate that Salaka's soiled gown was covered with mucus and blood, an indication that he struggled to death. Jesus arrested one of the men who buried the pastor alive, while the two other two suspects are still at large. Salaka, who left his pregnant left behind his pregnant wife, was later laid to rest at his homestead. Yeah, there there's allowed to be some foul play in that. Was it? Or maybe he was just dumb. Well, I mean, he was 22. I'm going with dumb. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have a fully developed cranium yet. He's probably one of the fucking vapors. Is that what it was? <laughs> probably. <laughs> You've ate the good stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, we've heard, we've heard about this my entire life. The Sun Master's like, this is what's going to... It was just a few years ago that that dim wit on the radio was like, the world's coming to an end, May 26th, 2017 or whatever. Remember when that happened? you remember that at all? I don't know. This dude uh, had like a really well-known uh, syndicated uh, Bible program. And he had is predicting the end of the world was going to happen on this like like May six May sixteenth May seventeenth something like twenty seventeen twenty sixteen something like that. Kind of reminds me of Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> I've recalculated. Yeah, that's what it was. Well, he did that also. So <laughs> the day be, it's going to be March fifth. <laughs> is a park available that day? Yeah. No. Well, maybe it was. No, maybe it was. Hang on. Uh, he he predicted this date. And all these people who were like his followers from the radio show went and spent all their money traveling the country, promoting the end of the world for this day. Like, spent everything. One family sold their house and bought an RV with the sides of it painted about the day the world was going to end. Wow. Okay? All this shit. The day came. Nothing happened. Because he claimed it was going to happen at 6 p.m. at each time zone. You would see it rolling around the world. Wow. You'd see it coming. Didn't happen. Hmm. And so then he says, I recalculated. It's going to be in October. <laughs> this what happened in October. Not a damn thing. Halloween. <laughs> And so, yeah, it pretty much ruined. Like he passed away like six months after that, a stroke or something. That's that. I mean, so much extremism, you know, and some just some random stuff like that. It, it's hard for me to get past this. The the first guy saying, "Okay, tie me up, put me in a white gown, and bury me." Yeah. How does that make sense to any in any form? What What do you think? You're just going to just like all of a sudden just be like, "Okay, I'll just quit breathing and I'll just lay here and just." In peace. Harpoon. Oh, you have little faith. Do you not believe he was going to raise from the ground? It's the dying process, man. <laughs> like I was, yeah. I, I'm like going, what do you, I mean, why not just wait? You know, I mean, you're already dead. I mean, what, what does it matter what you what you got going after that? You know? he's, the new, he's the new Jesus. Yeah, but. I mean, come on. Mm, you need, you need to work on work on your faith some more. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> It's, it's his followers for not believing enough. That's what he was painting it as. It sounded like, man, they believed in plenty. They tied him up and buried him like he said. 
<laughs> like, okay, yeah. man, show us. All right, Houdini. Let's see. Go for it. Houdini. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, I guess I ain't reading that one. Thanks a lot, Obama. <laughs> okay. I like to look at Harpoon and read the titles just to get an initial reaction. I either get a laugh or I get an eye roll, one of the two. <laughs> Depending <laughs> on how ridiculous it is. <laughs> Officers in a pedal boat and canoe go after robber suspect who fled to the Dartmouth Lake. A pursuit between Halifax Regional Police and a suspect in Dartmouth on Friday wasn't exactly the high-speed chase you would see in the movies. Instead, officers used a pedal boat, a paddleboard, and a canoe to follow a man who had dipped into Little Albro Lake in an attempt to evade them. It all started just before 11.30 a.m. when police received a report of a robbery at Hugo's Bar and Grill. Two men entered the restaurant, demanded money, and produced a weapon, the police said in a news release. From there, the police came across two suspects who were attempting to flee on a motorcycle. The chase seemed to come to an end at Albro Lake Road after the motorcycle and the police cruiser collided, with both suspects took off on foot. A man donning a bicycle helmet was caught by the cops shortly after the collision and taken into custody, while the other suspect ran into Little Albro Lake. The man tried to swim away as officers went after him on a, on a pedal boat, in a canoe, and on a paddleboard. But he eventually started to go underwater and was rescued by the officers and the Halifax Regional Fire and Emergency Services. Both suspects have take, were taken into custody. HRP remains on scene of Albro Little Lake. The investigation is still ongoing. They just totally misplanned their escape <laughs> or something. But you know, man, I mean, it's, it almost sounded like Three Stooges or something. It know? did. You know, uh, that, I mean, I'm sure that when they ran, when the damn car ran into their motorcycle, you know, and then sent them two dudes fly, I'm sure that one dude was probably, I mean, you just got to think if you're already trying to evade, you know, and you come to a, a, a lake, you're just thinking, okay, hell, I'll just swim across like Tarzan and just get on out the other side and get on with it. But no, the police got the police got their paddle boats out. Yeah, one of the, you know we know one of the police officers like, well, look over there, man. That we'll go over there and jump in that boathouse and see what they got. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to like commit a big crime? Mm. Like uh, I've always wanted to rob a bank. Oh yeah, no, no. I, I, and I think I'd be damn good at it. I do. <laughs> You're scary as hell, man. I can tell you what. Well, I, I mean. I, I've got it kind of planned out. <laughs> I have for a while. <laughs> oh. Uh, by myself. No accomplices. That, that's where, you know, my grandma taught me something a long time ago. You can kill anybody you want to. As long as only two people know about it. You and the guy you kill. And I've kind of lived by that. When you're going to do something a little, a little shady, don't tell people. Yeah. You ever watch one of these these murder shows? And it's always, well, I kind of figured something was going on, you know, because he told me his wife was going to be going on a long vacation. <laughs> Why not just say she vanished? You know what I mean? Um, I've always wanted to rob a bank. It, it, but it's, it's not worth the price now. Because right. banks don't carry 
any cash. Everything's electric. So a bank might have 10 grand, including like the vault and the drawers. So it's really not worth the the time you do if you do get caught. Uh, now we've had a we had a rash of bank robberies down here last couple of years. It seems like I remember something something like we that. Yeah, the police killed that one woman over who was escaping, or she killed herself when they stopped her. It was one of the two because she she'd killed somebody in the bank when she was leaving. I think when the police got her surrounded, she killed herself. Something, she had a gun on her. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember something like that. 2019 seemed like there yep. was a lot, like, the surrounding counties had who several. kept hitting them in the, in the big town here next to us. Mm-hmm. One guy, like, in a month, did four or five banks in a month. Yeah, I think I remember that. You know, it was the same dude. He came in wearing the same thing every time he did it, you know. Um, but some of these small towns... I think I could hit one and get out before before they, they, they got me. It involves a distraction. You gotta call an emergency somewhere else close by. Get Pops to take his underwear with you. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't know that story, but it's hilarious. Pops take care of it, believe me. If I had to take one ride or die, it'd be Pops. He wouldn't rat. <laughs> uh yeah, but I, I think I could pull off a bank robbery now. Like I said, it's just not worth it's not worth the times you get caught for what little money you're gonna get out of it. No. Even if it was I mean, how much money would it take for you to swap that much time in the pen- a million. You know, in the penitentiary? A million. A million. So you'd spend a lot of uh, several years in jail to to get a million. I'm not getting caught if I do this. No, I'm talking like, We what, just covered this. Uh, <laughs> if so I do it at least a million. I'd have to go after at least a million Got it. to execute. You know what I mean? Um, and I wouldn't. The biggest problem that I guys who get caught they rush they, they rush it or they don't think out the entire process. They don't. They they get a they get a good meth high going like we should rob a bank, you know, or they snort like a huge bag of cocaine like let's let's go rob somebody, you know. They don't they don't take their time and plan it out, you know. They don't do it sober. Um. As I've been watching a guy on YouTube. He's he robbed ten banks, I think, before he finally got caught. And he he breaks down like bank robbery videos from movies, how accurate they are. And he he was very smart about what he did. He's he was uh, he always wore a backpack backwards, so it's on the front of his body. And so he could still, if he when he went to fill the bag up, everything was still here in front of him. He was filling it this way instead of trying to like pull the bag off. Mm-hmm. Put everything, put the bag back on. So now his hands are got more than just a gun in them. And uh, he, if he was clean shaven, he would put mascara on his face. It make it look like he had like some stubble. And uh, when he got in his car to leave, he always met the cops. And he said, "When I got in my car, I rolled all the windows down, turned the radio up, and just like sang along with the music like I was a regular driver." He said, "When I met the cops, I always stared at them because who doesn't look at the cops when they go by them?" People that are guilty, they sit there, big eyed, looking straight ahead instead of you know any normal person. When the cops go flying by you, you want to look and see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. He said, "So all because the cops were looking at cars when they went by to see who wasn't looking." Holy smoke! He's like, "So I always like check the cops out when they went by," and the FBI finally caught him. They're the ones who had to catch him. Yeah, he he was, had like a he did um name of that movie Ocean's Eleven. No, he he uh, he did uh, 
uh, something in the pines had, uh, had that Gosling kid in it. Mm. Um, but he was like in the movie, he's supposed to like in really rough shape, really needed to make this, this bank robbery happen to have enough money to do something. I hadn't seen the movie, a place in the pines. I think what then the movie is, but he was on a dirt bike, had on a helmet. He goes, that's a great setup. He said, you know, you got a motorcycle helmet on. A lot of people walk into a bank with their helmet still on, not even thinking about it, you know. Plus, it's covering your face. He had a jacket on with the sleeves taped onto the gloves. Gloves wouldn't come off. Plus, if you've got a tattoo, your sleeves are going to come up and show off a tattoo, which is a very big indicating mark. If you've got a, if you have a tattoo that is very specific, it's an easy way to get caught. Or scars, mm-hmm. easy way to get caught. And he picked this bank out that he was going to rob in the movie and had glass in front of the tellers, like a divider. On the movie, he jumped up on the counter and put the gun over the glass. He's like, I would not rob this bank. <laughs> He's like, this is the worst bank you could rob because of the glass. It shows how desperate he was in the movie to get this money. He went into the first bank he went to. He went to leave. His motorcycle wouldn't crank up. Dirt bike wouldn't start. You know, which is like... Why not? You know, he's like, yeah, get a reliable car if you're going to rob a bank, you know. But he said motorcycles are great. Motorcycles, bicycles, really good to rob banks on because you can get in and out of traffic. Bike you can pick up and run through the woods if you need to and still have your transportation with you. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I've always said, if I, rob, I do it on a motorcycle, I'm going to rob a bank. Mm-hmm. It's much less conspicuous than like a truck or a car. Just a motorcycle on the road. Everything's new, especially during the summer around here. Nobody looks twice at a motorcycle. Right. Unless you can go off-road with them if you need to. Or t- get, get into the alleyways. Local, local cops here told me when I first started riding, when local cops said, you know, we don't even chase motorcycles if they're speeding. Like, really? It's like, we can never catch them. These guys on sport bikes, he said, or even like cruisers like I have, he said, they can go places on those things we can not even think about going. As far as getting through traffic, going down alleyways, going down side streets, the 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 fact that they can turn so fast, they can turn a corner at such a higher rate of speed than a car can. He said, "If we try to pull a motorcycle over and they gas it, we just let them go." Plus, it's probably a, a lot safer for everybody if they don't oh, chase. For it. sure, yeah. You know. I mean, just property damage or that person losing their life or something. So, how's the dating pool been going? You looked at it. You sent you sent us some pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, those ladies, question mm. questionable question mark. <laughs> um, one was um bald, voluntarily bald, looked like yeah. with green lipstick on. Aunt Fester. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the fuck that was. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I tell you, man. And she may a, be a sweetheart, for all we know. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was it's just, it was shocking to see her, man. You know, kind of scrolling through, and you just see normal, normal people, and then all of a sudden, man, this is like, you know, almost, and the vampire queen that you sent us after that yeah, too. Yes, yeah. there's there's some there's some strange birds for sure, and and it makes me wonder. I'm thinking, what what where in your head did you think, man? This is the picture I want to put out there to represent me. You know where did where does that come? I mean, if that's your if that's your best foot forward, you know, Imagine that may Saturday. be the realest motherfucker you ever met, though. <laughs> yeah, you know? who, they, who they really are. Yeah. And, 
and stuff. It's showing you. It's what yeah. you're going to get. Yeah, you know, well, you definitely did. Um, <laughs> uh, I, man, I, you know, it's uh, sifting through the online uh, stuff is, is it, it's just, it's Walmart on steroids. You know, <laughs> I mean, you see it all. You see it all for real. <laughs> Everything. Um, but I did, I, I did go to Sam's club only.com. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The only fans of Walmart. Uh, we talk about that too. Go ahead. Uh, I did go, um, visit a friend of mine, uh, in our neighboring state. We did some cool stuff. Um, and, um, uh, that was a lot of fun. We went to one of those ax throwing oh, yeah. places. Um, so, which was a man, it was, it was the quickest hour. I mean, it just absolutely flew by a lot of fun. Um, and honestly, man, I mean, the whole time I'm there, I'm thinking to myself, damn, man, I could put one of these up, you know, I mean, yeah. I could just looking around thinking, man, this area right here, this would be fun for these guys. I mean, it'd be something fun. And it, it didn't look like a whole lot of overhead uh, overhead but i'm sure there's a bunch of you know you throwing axes and stuff i'm sure the, the legal and the insurance is probably get your the, waivers ready yeah <laughs> but um and uh while we, while we were over there there was a really cool bar uh i don't know did you see that picture i posted uh it, we were in a bar that had like i think it was like 130 something different taps oh, okay cool that they had yeah. or whatever uh, and of course, man, I don't drink a whole lot of beer, you know, anymore, but, uh, she was like, well, this is, that one right there is a lighter beer. You know, she called it out. She drinks, uh, beer quite regular. Now, was this a friend or was this a potential date type thing um, or just friendly date? Well, it was a friendly date. Yeah. Okay. It was somebody, man, that I'm just getting to know gotcha. and, and I wasn't really trying to, you know, make it a, you know, I'm just, date, date. I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to just get to know somebody and, uh, um. Uh, so and, and everything's going good. I mean, she's a su- super nice lady. She's a professional. She's a, a mom. A really nice, uh, really nice person, man. So it's just to kind of get to know you type of type of deal. Uh, but we had a lot of fun. Went to there. We had a couple of drinks. Went through axes. Went to a, a local pizza joint, um, which was a lot of fun. And um, I don't know, man. So that was uh, that was that was uh, that was a nice. Um, See, that's refreshing. Kind of, that's your kind of date, though. You're out doing something active. Oh, you're throwing some axes. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's. I was like, you said axe, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's right up your alley. That's yeah. for sure you. Because actually, we had talked um, about me coming to visit a few weeks ago, and the game plan was, like, let's go get some dinner. We'll grab a drink or something like that. And I'm and I. And I told her, I was like, you know, man, honestly, I'd rather us go do something. Right. I mean, we can, yeah, I mean, we can go out to eat. That's fine. But I, I want us to go sweat. Yeah. Or, or do something active. I mean, we ain't got to be out there like. That could be ping pong or something for all you care. Yeah. You're just having a good time. Check it, dude. I, I was loaded. I was ready for anything, anything. I had a Frisbee. Um, you can make, you can have an incredible time with a Frisbee anywhere. It doesn't take up any kind of space. So I carry one in my vehicle at all times. I mean, I've always got a Frisbee. Um, I brought a watermelon, um, a big quilt. <laughs> just go, you know, sit out. You know what I'm thinking about, don't you? What you used to always tell me we would, I come see you. Oh, hang stick around. Hang, hang around. around. We'll, 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 cut we'll, we'll cut a melon. Yeah. <laughs> hang around. We'll cut a melon. That's it. That's right, yeah. man. So, you know, thinking, hey, man, we go to a park. 
if we did get out and go throw a frisbee or something like that, we could go out, you know, and, and have uh, a melon kind of cool down or yep. whatever. Um, she's very athletic, uh, stuff like that. So anyway, like I said, man, it's just a, just a really fun, it was refreshing because I've not, I've not had a refreshing, uh, date like that in a while. Um, other than that, just, uh, just generally messaging and stuff like that. Uh, you, At least you had a good time though. I mean, you, you found somebody that's kind of in your lane seems like you know, throw it axes and yeah yeah you know. i mean we do we definitely man we've got some things in common Good. um you know it's uh it's it's a little bit different um but you know so far so good, good. you know um I'm, you know everything could go sideways tonight or tomorrow i mean who uh, knows but can't think about that though. no i mean <laughs> I, that's where i'm at now i'm sideways <laughs> now I mean, hell, we can't, <laughs> it goes much more sideways it goes straight <laughs> Kind of jets golf swing. <laughs> the yeah. guy, he slices him so hard that he's not going straight. <laughs> Comes back around. The boomerang shot. The boomerang. Yeah. No, I guess you heard about OnlyFans stuff, right? You heard Were they like taking out porn of it? All yeah, but they ba- they've backed out on it now. Oh, I didn't hear all that. Yeah, had so many people leaving. Well, hell yeah. yeah. That's what. You know, that's what with, they were kind of vague about what they said. They said that we're going to ban explicit content. Well, they really didn't uh, uh, decide what explicit was going to be. Is it just nudity in general? Is it penetration? I mean, what what classifies explicit? Is it, you need to take a break? You need to take no, a break? Y'all go ahead. I'll be back. All right, then. I'm good. Fine. Hey, pick me up a candy bar at the store. Get the fuck out. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, and so like, like everybody was bailing. Like all all these models, if you want to call them that or whatever, there's too many services out there. Uh, a bunch of them were bailing, going to like other ones. They were all on Patreon before Patreon put their foot down. Said we're not doing that. They all migrated to OnlyFans, and it all goes back to the the credit card processors not wanting to handle that kind of content because OnlyFans has already had a problem with underage girls start starting OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. And so now they're trying, they've been trying, even, even though they've got all these policies in place for age verification and this kind of stuff, there were still underage girls starting accounts. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, credit card companies are like, we don't want to handle this anymore. Um, we're, we're, we're not processing your payments anymore. So I don't know if they've worked something out or what happened, but they, they've backed off on what they said. Those women make a lot of money. Fuck yeah, they a do. A lot of money. But when they started all complaining about it, my thought was, hey, why don't the top 10 women on that that platform, they should all get together and say, hey, let's start our own website. But wouldn't they have like the same payment processing problems? It just depends. Or whatever. Maybe they're stringent rules of who can start one or not or whatever. Maybe they can work out a deal with PayPal or Shopify, you know, just as a small. Start taking Bitcoin. Exactly. Or, or or Ethereum or whatever. Mm-hmm. If the top ten OnlyFans girls said, "Hey, we're starting our own production company, and we're going to start our own website, and we'll split it ten ways after cost," and they would they would kill it. And and, and having the top ten on there, it'd be all the draw for everybody. Oh yeah, to, to come see them. You know. And so yeah, if I was if if I in an alternate universe, if I was one of the top ten OnlyFans girls, I'd reach out to the other nine and be like, "Hey." 
fuck this place. You know, we're because OnlyFans is taking a cut. Yeah, they're probably making they're probably making over a million a year. Oh, for sure. Well, some of the, yeah, some of those some of those girls are making a hundred thousand a month. The top girls, yeah, well, that's over a million a year. Yeah, yeah, that's and and so part of part of my new dating uh, situation, man. I mean, I've had to you know I've had to learn everything kind of from scratch on the online dating. <clears throat> so to speed up the process, man, I've watched a few online dating videos, coaching, so to speak, or right. whatever, or just new dating coaching uh, on it, just in general. And uh, one of the, one of the people that I watch or have watched uh, before uh, was this, this very well-spoken um, lady who was telling guys about obviously it's addressed to a much younger I mean there it's a much younger audience that that they're talking to because she was saying all right now you're going to have to get off these only fan sites you know and and actually get out and meet somebody yeah. you know you're actually giving money to these these women who could care less about you Quit regardless being a pay pig. right you know they they could care less about you they may be all into you as long as you're feeding them you know, money through the through the site or whatever, but you're just the the next one. They move straight on to the next one. They could care less about you. Yep. You know, so quit putting your money there. Start putting your money towards taking somebody out. You know, do something. You know. Starting a relationship. Yeah. So I've I've heard that conversation before. Um, of course, now, man. I mean, I mean, it's just I don't know. It's to me. I mean, I would never do something like that. That's yep. just silly. But, you know, to the younger, younger guys or whatever that, you know, that grew up not going out and, and physically asking somebody out or being around a group of people, you know, the way we all did. We had to, you know, like we've talked about it before, you had to, back in the day, you had to go up and talk to somebody. The nut up or shut up, one of the two. Yeah. Yep. And now it's all keyboard, you know, hey, blah, blah, it's all text through your phone or through your laptop or whatever, you know, and... um I mean, I just wonder how much money um, some of these guys spend on OnlyFans or some of these other alternate sites, you know, maybe like one of the, the, the campsites or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, how much money are they dropping a month oh, I mean, on these girls? Most of their money from what, from what they're saying. I mean, they're saying, <sighs> sure. you know, because most of these guys, from what I'm understanding, now I could be completely wrong, but from what I understand from these videos, I mean, these are... Younger men who should be living out on their own, but probably are living in the basement or in their their bedroom, you know, with their fa- their parents, you know, at twenty eight years old, you know, and they they're not married, they're not out meeting somebody, they're not dating anybody, they don't have any potential to be married. They don't have their own place. They don't have their yeah. own place or anything. They're spending all their money, man, on these on these porn sites and on this other stuff. I, you know, I don't know, man. That's, well, I mean, and you imagine at that point their their expectations at. For intimacy, oh my God, are all no. set to what they've seen people yeah. doing on on OnlyFans, right? Yeah, so it's it's completely skewed. Uh, they got yeah. no idea what it's like in the real world when it comes to that kind of thing. So, I mean, they don't even know how to approach it at that point. And they're, I mean, it's just it's going to be very disappointing when they find out. Oh well, she won't do that. Yeah. Or he won't do that. I mean, or even after they do do that, then what you going to do? Are you going to talk about what? Yeah. <laughs> and the whole reason why you were together was to, to get that, you know, get that taken care of. Right. Okay, man. 15 minutes later, now what? 
We know Dr. Drew, I listen to his podcast sometimes, and he said he has seen a huge shift. Oh, before I say it, let me see See what I got up here? Slash. Oh, man, check that. <laughs> like that? That is super cool. <laughs> I went to show you when you came in here, I forgot about it. That is very cool, man. I'm a huge Guns and Roses fan. Oh, hell yeah. I'm digging the Cthulhu over there. What, Cthulhu? Yeah. I got uh, Ash from Evil Dead over here. And I've, I've got... Um, I can't stand him up because his head's too big. Black Phillip from The Witch. You watch The Witch? <laughs> I don't think so. It's damn good. You watch it. I got a base for him because his head's too big for his body. <laughs> Much like me. Um, I was no, just not- about to say you got it. <laughs> well, say it. Go ahead. Got- say it, asshole. <laughs> you got your own... <laughs> Get the fuck out! <laughs> so, no, Dr. Drew was talking on his podcast um, that he has seen a huge shift of young guys. They'll ask a girl out. So say, no thanks. You know, which for our generation was, all right. And, you know, you, you drop it. It's the end of it. But these guys get turned down and they get friend-zoned and they think if they stay in that friend zone long enough, she'll he's put his time in. Mm-hmm. She'll come around. Yeah. She'll come around to accept me. It's gonna and they get so three you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So they get three years into this friend zone of being her or doing everything they can for her. And they're like, I, I'm I'm close. I'm so No, motherfucker, you're not. Yeah. She has no interest of being with you. She's already told you that. Yeah. You're wasting your time. You're wasting days on this bitch. It's just in orbit. Yep. And there's and there's plenty of other guys in that orbit too. I oh probably, yeah, I bet oh, I'm sure, absolutely. You know, it's not just one. It, and, and but the girls don't mean for it to be. She's already told him no. Yeah. But he chooses to stay close. Yeah. You know, in in case of emergency, break break glass for Dick. Mm-hmm. You know, she, he thinks that's going to happen, and it's not because she has no interest in that at all. And if that glass is broke, you better enjoy that 15 minutes because after that, man, she's moving on somewhere yep. else. You're not you're not getting her. No, yeah. It's not going to happen. You know, whenever I, if I asked a girl out and she said, no, nah, I'd rather not, well, okay. Mm-hmm. Bye. You know, one, I'll, one I'm, star. <laughs> Yelp review. <laughs> Would not date. <laughs> nice girl, terrible, terrible attitude. <laughs> one star. Uh, no, I, that's become, I've, I've seen that. And a lot of that comes back to the OnlyFans or, or the campsites or whatever it is. They, these guys think that they are in a relationship with that person. Right. Because they're giving them money and they're not. They're, they're just, they're just being led along to pay this person more and more money every month or every night or however often they go on there to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're not getting anything out of it except for like a little bit of, a little bit of emotional connection. As my friend Matt at GTS, GTST says, emotional masturbation. That's what it is. You're, you're stroking. You're stroking your 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 feelings to feel good. Yeah, you know that you've yeah. got you quote unquote got somebody. I um, think the kids are calling that simping. Yeah, yeah. Pay pig. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I've whenever I was in the dating pool, if a girl told me that she wasn't interested, well, okay, I'm going on to find somebody else. Then I'm not going to waste time on somebody who's got no interest in me. I don't. What's the use? 
I mean, you know, but being grown men like we are, I mean, we've lived enough life to know and have the experience that if a woman wants to be with you, man, they will, you'll know. They'll make it they'll, they'll Like, yeah, sure, let's go out. Or yeah. let's, yeah, I mean, yeah, let's do. Or, hey, you want to come over? Hey, this and that. They'll let you know. But if you're in that friend zone, dude, you're, you might as well just be like, hey, we'll just go grab beer some from time to time, but I gotta, I gotta keep moving. Yeah. You know, and, but that's us having real life experience of being told no or being say, or having some experience with saying yes. I mean, you know, having some success and, and recognizing what that looks like. Obviously the guys that are in this orbit, you know, around these pretty girls hoping, you know, they don't have the success. They don't, they, they've not had to say, Hey, let's go out. And then they go, okay. Yeah. And, and see actually what that, communication and the and all that works out of how you actually have a, a, you know interaction with them other than just physical yeah because that's what those guys are waiting on they're just waiting on somebody to to get laid yep you know and everything's built around that i mean that's going to be that's going to be part of it man you know whenever it comes around but you know you got to get to that point first or you got to at least i don't know i mean the older I get, the more I want to hang out with somebody and talk to them and stuff like that. I mean, I know that, you know, there's going to be naked time, but there's also going to be a lot more time that's not. I mean, you got to be wanting to hang out with them and, and be friends with them and have things in common and stuff like that. And, and these guys aren't, aren't recognizing that. Well, I mean, any healthy relationship has got the getting to know you time and the hanging out time before the naked time. You're right. I mean, the naked time is, is fun. Don't get me wrong. But what happens, let's say you do meet a girl, okay, and 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 it's just been naked time. Mm-hmm. When reality hits, whether she gets sick and and that she needs and, and she thinks that you're her her mate or her, her part of her couple, you're, you're you're a couple, mm-hmm. and she gets sick and you don't know, it, and she expects you to help take care of her, you don't have that connection. Even though she may have it with you, because I mean, women typically are—they get emotionally connected from physical activity, especially during sex. You know, and so if you're just hanging around for sex, if, if that's what the agreement you have, you need to talk about that. Mm-hmm. You know, because people take things differently when it, when it comes to to sex or, or a relationship or whatever. You know, another term that I've heard um, watching a couple of these videos. Um, and and discussing a similar uh pattern of these guys uh they're calling them beta beta yeah. beta males yep and then and then the alpha males are the ones that are that are actually that are going out and like us and you know and yeah. they've had some success and and you know confident guys that okay man so you don't want to go out with me peace man that's cool no hard feelings you know i'm i'm moving on and yeah. you know i mean that's just that's that's what from what I'm I not going to go shoot up a high school because you don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's some beta shit. Come yeah. on, yeah. yeah. But most of those guys are are they're they're unsure of themselves, you know, unsure because they don't have the success under their belt from actually getting out and going doing something different than playing it, playing a video game style dating. Well, they're trying to go from A to D, right? In a relationship, instead of going from A to, I mean, you meet somebody that's A. B, you really become friends. It, you really do, but you become friends with somebody. And then C, you know that spark is there. Yeah. Well, D, you, you know, you, you strike that spark. You know, you make something happen. Right. But 
you can't go. Well, I guess you can, you know, depending on the situation, you can go from A to D, but you're, you're not, you're not accomplishing anything. Mm-hmm. Just, just a little satisfaction or whatever. No yeah. substance. Yeah. It, there's, there's no, there's yeah. no, you haven't built any base to build a relationship on, you know, like I said, if it's just sexual, you should be upfront about it to begin with. Yeah. You know, let at least let her know that's what you're looking for. You're not building a relationship where somebody's going to pack gauze on a bullet wound. Like exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that takes, that takes a, a, a special person, oh, yeah. you know, and a bond, special bond. Oh, I've so, said it a hundred times, man. You guys are so incredibly lucky. Well, I mean, man. that's I mean, just, just, me and Tink have been together now for, been married for 14 together, 16 years. Yeah. You know, and we've, you know, she was with me when I buried both my grandparents. I was with her, but she buried her grandmother. You know, we've had a lot of laughs. We've had a lot of tears over the years, you know, and that's really <clears throat> what, that's what happens when you build a relationship from the ground up mm-hmm. instead of trying, you know, instead of trying to put the roof on before you get the foundation up, you know, that's, that's not going to work. You know, we, we've spent so many years together. I, I, I can walk in and see her face and I know what kind of mood she's in. Mm-hmm. It's not that she wears her emotions on her sleeves either because she, she doesn't. You gotta kinda dig. I've deep. never been able to read her. <laughs> like, <laughs> She'd be a top tier poker player for sure. Man. She's yeah. poker faced. Um no sunglasses needed. Nope. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I've been around her for, you know, over a decade a decade and a half now. Yeah. And I, I can I, like you can you can you can feel what kind of mood she's in. Sure. You know. And I think anybody I'm sure you do the same way with Nance. You know. It's it's just something that it, I, we got that way. Because she just always ex- hates everything. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Burn it all down. <laughs> um, we got that way because we took time to build that relationship. Make yourself vulnerable. Have somebody, you know, give them the opportunity to be there for you, and you're there for them when they're vulnerable. And that build that cements. Yeah. You know, it's easy to be there in the in the easy times when it's all oh, for sure fun and games. But you know, when you're vulnerable, when you're when you're sad or hurting or when you need help. And then they're there. That's what cements the the feelings where you're like, well, okay, man. I mean, that's that took a lot. I appreciate that. So, yeah, yeah. These guys, man. There, there's a there's a, a a lot of people, a lot of guys, from what I understand on these, you know, dating videos that, you know, they're just, you know, they just need to put the phone down or put the laptop down and and talk to somebody it's fine to get to know them like that or meet up with them or whatever because younger people have the gajillion more options versus a man of my age yeah you know so and i told i told a couple of the guys that worked for me and not too long ago we were talking had a similar dating conversation and and i was telling them i was like man y'all are in kind of the sweet spot i mean you can at your age you can date somebody who's barely legal at 18 and it'd be completely fine or you could have the cougar that's 50 yep. and it'd be just fine you know you have the you are you're in the sweet spot when you get mid-20s them 18 year olds it's, it's kind of yeah you start yeah. fading well but, you don't want to be around somebody who can't even go to a bar with you right you know if you want to go out and get a couple of drinks they're three years away man <laughs> you, remember, you remember i was in that situation man way oh back no in the, way back in the day oh yeah man i would have yeah. i'd have my girlfriend man she'd be waiting outside <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd be in there drinking with the guys and stuff, wouldn't she? Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, you Jesse, know. I was there. I saw her. I was, I was definitely there. Well, did you have to strap her into the car seat when y'all went to leave, or did she do it herself now? Yeah, well, I mean, she was fully functional now. I mean, <laughs> but she just, uh, she wasn't 21. Yeah. At the age. I think she was she was 20, and, and um, I think, I don't know, man, I was probably... At least you had a DD though. I was older. No, she wasn't necessarily DD. <laughs> it's just that she just wasn't coming in. The she could come yeah. in to drink. She just in the no, car. She, she was drinking in the car. Yeah, I got yeah. you. No, yeah. they um. Oh shit! What's I going to tell you? Oh, my, my buddy Skull was up in DC. Uh back in our when we used to game a lot. He he was kind of because he's in, in his upper forties now. He's a little bit older than me, and he was kind of going through this like five years ago, like you no. Know, Meeting people, this and that, whatnot. He's like, you know, I've kind of decided women have three levels. Um, you can be friend zoned, you know, and just like you said, be in an orbit, or you can be like in the inner circle, closer to them. Some, you know, she's considering dating, or you get put in the ether, where you deny the friend zone and try to keep coming in, and she will totally throw you out. That's like that's like the three zones for women that he's noticed. That if you accept the friend zone and you you can actually be friends and not keep trying to come into the inner circle, mm-hmm. if you keep doing that, they're gonna throw you can't you can't appreciate my friendship. Well, fine, be gone. Yeah, you know, they'll toss you unless that you're giving them money like on OnlyFans and they'll keep they'll keep you in there no matter what because you ain't getting in no matter what. Let me, let me ask you this, man. I mean, this may be something, man, that that y'all have heard before. It was, it's a new word that um, that mm-hmm. I've heard. Uh, hypergamy. Never heard that one. Uh, hypergamy. I, so here's the here's the 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 best definition I could probably tell you. <clears throat> so one of the guys that I've seen his video, and and when I keep referencing these videos, I probably watched a dozen of them. You know, not a lot. I you know, but whatever. But I did want to get a background. I do my homework, and this was part of it. But this guy was saying he was <clears throat> kind of on a different uh, angle. Um, dating and these guys that are orbiting these these girls and and OnlyFans and and all of it. So, um, and how like the levels that you were talking about being in the inner circle, the friend zone, or all that. Yeah. <clears throat> so this guy uh, was saying that uh, women are hypergamous and they are they're doing hypergamy, which his kind of. Uh, the way he explained it that I that I understood it was is that women are always looking for something better, the next best thing. That or or is this the my best choice as a mate? You know, does this does this man or mate um, make the money or the lifestyle? Would he have the lifestyle that I would like to have? Or uh, is his the title that he has for job holder? Is is that gonna ring? Uh, good in my social circle he he used the example well as one of the examples as far as title goes is that um she might choose to be with a uh, first or second year lawyer who's going to make 60 or 80 thousand dollars you know his first year or two out um over a a plumber or a heating and air guy who's going to make 120 because whenever she's talking to her buddies, she can say, "Hey, look, I'm with a lawyer." Right. It's a status. It's yeah. Yep. And so she might decide that you know dating, it kind of overall women aren't going to date down. 
they're going to look for a man that's that uh, that they can look up to um, or who has a higher status or who has power or something like that. So um, he's, he's calling that this hypergamy uh, there. And so she has these guys in orbit, like these these friend zone guys that at any time, if she needed something done, if she needed, you know, somebody to be, she didn't have a, a pickup truck needed to have something, you know, some sod brought over or whatever, you know, one of these guys in this orbit who does have a pickup truck, she could just call him up and be like, Hey man, can you go get the sod and bring it over? Blah, blah. So, um, it's it, his, his view, um, on most, on, uh, most of everything that he's saying is, uh, it's, it's hard to, if you don't have a relationship like you guys have started off with as friends and, and built that over, over time, if you don't have something like that and you're just starting out or you're just in this first year or two of kind of going out and figuring each other out and stuff like that, the whole time, this, this woman, your woman or whatever may be telling you that you're the only one, you're the only one she's thinking about. She loves you so much and stuff like that, but naturally wired in her, she's looking because pretty women especially we'll have people that are going to be sending her messages or, Hey, while she's at the grocery store, somebody's going to be like, Hey, how you doing? You know, and, or while she's at work or whatever, she's going to be having options coming at her and she'll constantly be thinking is the guy I'm with better than what I could have is the grass greener. Right. And it's, I don't know. It kind of reminds me because he was talking a little bit about the only fans and how that, type of girls who are just constantly looking for the next next biggest paycheck or whatever um it's hard to find somebody that's genuine kind of is what he's saying you know to where you could have a relationship you know and and be friends and stuff like that so i don't know i didn't i'd never heard that word i don't know if that's something you made up or if that's actually a word or if y'all had heard that or whatever but um that's a it's It's a good way to look at things though i mean really it is it, it gives guys a warning that, hey, if this girl is not interested in going out with you, pull the ejection lever. Get the fuck away from her. Because she's, if she's just keeping you around to use your pickup truck, or, hey, he's a plumber, but I don't want that status related with me. She's keeping you, he's keeping you, she's keeping you around simply to come unclog the toilet when she takes a huge shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, she'll keep these trade guys, or especially right here, if you've got a HVAC guy that you're a buddy with and your and your cooling goes out in August, be kind of nice to call him, hey, could you come check the free on in my, my AC unit? If she's keeping you around to be her do-boy, go find something else. Get out of that. It's toxic as shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like I said, man, it, you know, just doing some dating homework it it really opened my eyes to a lot of different perspectives you know i've I've really tried to look at the like this is the guy that's giving you more of the negative angle on women you know one of the ladies that i watched was trying to teach the guys how to come and approach the women and what to wear and kind of how to it look you know get out of your sweatpants and and your sweatshirt put on your t-shirt stuff like that and put on you know put on like a button down or something you know that's that's a little more comfortable, casual. I know no one can see this, but I always dress nice for the podcast. You do, it's, man. Just because it's, I take pride in this. Yeah. You know, I want everybody to be comfortable. I'm comfortable in my, in my, 
boogaloo shirts and my my slacks. You know? Heck yeah! I thought well, we all come comfortable. <laughs> we all. I want everybody to be caught. If you want to come here in your boxers, I don't give a shit. I'm fine with it. But to be challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a boxer episode. We're all gonna sit around in underwear. Um, now there are men the same way also. Ladies, if you're listening to this show, which I think all three of you are, do me a favor. If if a guy only contacts you at two in the morning to to come by and quote unquote see you, he ain't no good for you. I'm, I'm, he don't even, it's not even that he has he hasn't taken you out to dinner. If he don't want to hang out with you during daylight, you know, like like Harpoon said, if you don't if he don't want to take you axe throwing or throw the frisbee around or go for a walk or something, if he only wants to come by just to stop by for an hour after the bars closed, he he don't give a shit about you as a person. He don't give two fucks. Mm-hmm. Move on. Please. You're just wasting your time. So ladies, put up a closed sign after 9, 9 p.m. There you go. That's your tip of the week right here. <laughs> if he if he has no interest in you before 2 a.m., he ain't no good. Move on. We've already given the guys the warning that if, if, if she's just calling when she needs something, mm-hmm. that's toxic. That's, that's predatory, man. That's some fucked up shit. Yeah. I guess I never had any skills. I never got called to go help do something. We'll pick up something heavy, maybe. <laughs> you told this dresser up the stairs? I guess. You know. <laughs> That's about all the calls I ever got. <laughs> Anything else tonight, fellas? We've done almost two and a half hours tonight. Wow. Of course, half of that was... Where the crash outside? <laughs> I thought the house was falling down. That's part of that hurricane that was blowing. I through. guess so, but it it dropped that limb for sure. Yeah, lots of fun. Anything else? No. Rest in peace, Katie. Rest in peace, Katie. I'm gonna miss you, baby girl. Big hugs. You're a good egg. Yeah, she's grumpy, grumpy self. Gonna miss her. Anyway, thank you guys for coming over here. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Hango Show. Be sure to go by Ebles.com. E A B L E S. Check out all their products they got there and say 15% with the promo code HANGO. Also, we have MyDelta8.com. You can see those deals along with our Amazon referral link down in the show notes. Harpoon, Jut, I love you guys, and I love all you out there for listening, and we'll see you next time. Love you. Bye.